Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Let's get the pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, 930. We will uh, also be online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and make sure you like our Facebook page, Pirate Radio. And you can be a part of the show. What would you like to talk about on this Wednesday? We will read your comments on uh, the Facebook Live. You can also give us a call, 317-1250, or you can chime in via Twitter. All right, uh, we have a lot to get to on today's show. A lot of baseball talk coming your way. Mike Mullis going to join us in about 15 minutes or so. We'll also talk some golf with Mully. The voice Jeff Charles will join us on the program. We'll talk um, a little pirate offseason hoops, some pirate baseball, uh, some MLB, and more with the voice Jeff Charles. Scooter will join us. Scott Rogers will give us a recap of the weekend in Orlando and another pirate victory last night on the diamond as East Carolina got the season sweep over UNCW last night, a long one at Clark McClare Stadium. And uh, we will talk about that one and more with Scooter. Huge series on tap for this weekend as the Pirates will take on Tulane, the top two teams right now in the American standings. So a lot of baseball to be talked about with Scooter. Same for Patrick Mason coming up in hour number two. We'll talk Pirate baseball and look around Major League Baseball as well. And in hour number three, some football talk, some Pirate Radio outdoors and more with Bryce Williams as he'll join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We got Shirley Rhodes producing. We got Chan the Flan Man joining us today kind of tim the tool man taylorish rocking the flannel yeah i just wanted to do something different today i was going i was looking in the closet and i was about to grab a polo like i wear every day and i said chandler i said switch it up dude switch it up son switch it up and uh so i looked in the other closet which is like nicer clothes like button-ups and stuff and i was like oh this flannel flannel looks good yeah Cause it's like a, it's a little chilly outside. A little chilly. I had to go with the coat, so I, I went with the flannel today. Uh, I think Bryce Williams, our guest in the five o'clock hour, is going to appreciate it. I told him he went Whiteville on us. Ah, uh, the Whiteville, Salemburg. Uh if you if you did a pan like from your boots slowly up to your pants to your flannel, you would think it it was Bryce Williams until you get to that big bulbous dome of yours and realize it's Chandler. Big head, big brain, dude. It's Amen. a compliment. That's what I was always told, and it always lightened up my mood when somebody had a big. When somebody would tell me I had a big head, which was quite often when I was a little boy <laughs> and uh, growing up, and uh, it would hurt my feelings. And then when someone someone said, "Well, it means you got a big brain," and I was like, "Well, you know what? You know what? That is right." And for I, folks that follow this show, they know how smart of a guy you are. They have, they got a lot of evidence. You're being a total smart ass right now. By the way, what's that? 
People make mistakes. I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. We can't see it in the camera. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you should start. Leaving. I don't know what you're talking about. You should you're, start you're, leaving. Like, are you just pointing at things now and saying, "What is that?" You're starting to go a little crazy, Clip Rock. You should start leaving. Just like, I don't know. Really, like awful things just to my left out of the camera view and nobody could see it like a note saying f you or something yeah and just see uh see if you can keep the camera away from it the entire show how about when a guest rolls in i'll get it during the break don't worry all right sounds good people don't even know what we're, ta- what are, what we're talking about you can't even see it it is a uh, cup from a fast food establishment that chandler visited earlier today all right uh let's get started with pirate baseball another w this time coming over UNCW, second win of the year against those Seahawks. And last night, it was uh, the best of both worlds. Pirates got the offense going early, scored two runs in the first, and uh, led it wire to wire. Got some great pitching once again. C.J. Mayhew, very C.J. Mayhew-like in his start. Got his uh, two innings in, got his three strikeouts, gave the ball to Garrett Saylor, who went four innings, the story last night, <laughs> Carter Spivey, two and a third innings on 13 pitches. Wow. Maybe the most economical box score for a pitcher I've seen uh, in a long, long time uh, as he mowed thir- um, got seven outs and uh, 13 pitches. That is fantastic. And Trey Savage also went two-thirds of an inning last night so just four pitchers used east carolina used two pitchers in their win last thursday two in their win last friday four in the series finale sweep win over ucf on saturday and then just four last night so it has been an issue for east carolina uh quite a bit this year of using up all their arms that has not been the case here of late as even a midweek game last night just four pitchers used 103 pitches total to compare that to uncw last night the seahawks threw 179 pitches wow east carolina threw just 103 there's some pitchers that go out there and they'll pitch that much right they'll they'll, they'll pitch 103 pitches yeah don't have that many pitches within with just four arms last night which i I believe in a midweek game a lot of people you know think it's a johnny holstaff type of day and uh i think i think Throwing four arms is a great uh, number to have on a Tuesday, and especially when you get an 8-2 win, and you kind of limit the pitches too. Chandler, uh, the bats got going as well, although how do you affect the outcome of a game without getting a hit? How about Zach Agnos? 0-2 last night, three walks and two runs scored. So made his presence felt without even getting a hit last night. Lane Hoover did some hitting. He went three for three last night with a run scored. Had a nice bunt yesterday, too. Josh Moylan, the big fellow with a triple last night. His only hit of the game, but it was a big one. Had an RBI, had two runs scored. Cam Clunch had a hit and two RBIs. Jacob Jenkins Carrot had a hit, as did Bryson Worrell. Bryson Worrell's got a nice little hit streak going here, by the way. Ben Newton, a couple of hits for him. Uh, including a double had two rbis and scored a run so pirates got it going up and down the lineup last night eight to two the final score as they knock off uncw to get now to 23 and 15 on the year 
Yeah, I mean, everybody that record hovered around 500 for a while, didn't it? <laughs> I feel like it did, especially when we, then you would go over 500, then you would lose and go back to 500. Then you started getting you know some wins in you, and now you're sitting what eight games over 500 now, and looking to try to extend that streak this weekend against the Fighting Corey Glores and Tulane, and um, you know back to back conference away series is is tough but yeah. uh, it, it will test the waters test the adversity of this ECU baseball program where you know Cliff Cliff Godwin has built a strong minded you know tough mentally um in his 8 years here at East Carolina so um hopefully we can get out on and win this series and a series sweet obviously would be awesome as we head into the uh meat of the conference uh, uh schedule here uh, but Pirates are rolling right now, and most importantly, it's at the plate. Uh, we just talked about it. The pitching's looking great, but something that this East Carolina team can do is hit. It struggled earlier in the year, but they're getting hot, and that's dangerous. All right, let's look and see what the folks on Facebook are saying. Steve Hill is saying burglary. Classic. A burglary. A burglary. A burglary. Brandon Manning says Chandler are looking like Al Borland today. I don't think so, Tim. Do you even get that reference, Chandler? I totally did. Who's Al Borland? Wait, uh, Al. Uh, oh, I can't wait to hear this. Is, is it a sitcom? <laughs> yeah. Is it? It's not. Is it? Uh, meet the no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is something with children? That's married with children. Married with children. That's, That's Al, Al Bundy. Bundy. Okay, okay, I see where your uh, mind was going. Al Borland is uh, Tim, the Toolman Taylor's partner okay. on Home Improvement. Okay, yeah. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, Johnny says. So we went over that number of pitches thrown stat. Johnny says Tulane last night used ten pitchers and 185 pitches thrown. So you gotta like uh, how East Carolina is going into at least Friday's game and maybe on throughout the series uh with those numbers last night and susan dean says hashtag fire matt rule fire him he is still employed by the carolina we'll Panthers. talk to tony dunn coming up on friday he really likes this offensive line coach that we hired apparently the Pan- panthers are doing a thing right now with coaches giving them some media availability um so they're going up to the podium talking to the media because i mean there is a few new faces on the staff one of them being um i think jeff campen joe camping is that the guy tony was tweeting about today yes so um he had some great one-liners today and uh apparently had a few cuss words come out of him and at the end he kind of said under his breath well i effed that up <laughs> but uh he's which i've seen a video of him in the past uh when he was in green bay he's bounced around the league um just about everywhere as an offensive line coach but now he's with the carolina panthers and uh, I think Tony's a big fan of him already, so we'll talk to Tony Dunn about that coming up on Friday. All right. Uh, we were asking uh, Chandler who Al Borland was a moment ago. Redbeard replies, tool time. That's right, Redbeard. Also, uh, tool time is what I say anytime your name pops up. Hell! Well mm. done, sir. Mm. Well done. Bang! Paddle! Got him. Boom! Got him. Pop! Got him. I'm on one. You're on one right now. No cap. I don't even know what that means. No cap. Take your cat off. Take My your cat. 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 Take no your cat. cat. No, no cat. cat. No cat. Let's start that and see if anybody picks up on it. No cat. What no does cat. that mean? Does it mean the same thing as no cap? What does no cap mean? No lie? 
No lies told. Help me out, young guy. No cap means nothing. I just that was a mistake I made. No cap. What does uh, no cap mean? No cap means keeping it straight. I'm not lying to you. Right. No cap. Fine. If I tell you you look nice today, I mean no cap. <laughs> no cap. Because you actually do look yes. nice. You've never no told me cap. I look nice. Now, Shirley, you look nice today. Cap. Oh, he just capped you. I capped you. You got capped. I'm the only one with no cap on. I'm today. not the one that looks like you need to be coming out of the woods with a hatchet in your hand. <laughs> I, I'm just putting oh, that out there. I wish I could say something, but oh, I can't, no. so I won't. Um, Can you tell me during the break? Yeah. Is um, it mean? No, it's not mean. Uh, it's funny, but I don't. It's I, not suitable it's, for it's airwaves. Not, Probably. It's not radio suitable. Okay. I just maybe. <laughs> no, I can't. I'll say it off the air, and you can tell me if I should have said it on the air. Okay. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Check out these numbers today from Dallas Keuchel. So oh, my God. Disgusting. The White Sox and Indians hadn't played this week because of weather. So they finally get a doubleheader in today. And Dallas Keuchel. Hey, what a pitching matchup. Keuchel v. Shane Bieber. Well, Dallas Keuchel goes one inning, nine hits, ten runs, eight earned, one walk, no strikeouts. What's that ERA looking like? It's now. I guess this is like his season ERA now. That's what I read it, it as. Sixteen point five zero ERA. And he uh, left the bases loaded, or they might have knocked in a couple. But anyway, he left the game without recording an out in the second inning. It is all Guardians over the White Sox early in that one 10 to nothing uh. brewers lead the pirates one nothing in the sixth inning braves and dodgers just getting underway atlanta wins last night uh, yes it was very strange to see kenley jansen retire freddie freeman for the final out and that being a good thing for the braves that was uh, hard to wrap my head around phillies and rockies are scoreless I, in the first as well i don't know if i knew that you guys had kenley jansen <laughs> yeah well wow Yep, we do. Not long, sure. time, long time Dodger. Not sure how I feel about it yet, but got the save last night. Huh. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, lob a phone call to Mully, talk some baseball, talk a little golf and more, see how our relationship's going. And uh, yeah, whatever. we'll find that out. I got a gift for him next week. We'll preview that as well. Oh, that's nice. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. PRL. Ah, this music's distracting. Ah, back to you, Clip. I got to call Molly. Let the, let the, let the bass, bass. 
Sports Trivia tonight, 8 o'clock. AJ McMurphy's come on out for a good time. Some great food. I have discovered, I say discovered, I didn't have it for a long time. The uh, chicken cheesesteak at AJ's. I saw, you, I saw you eating that last week. It's kind of been my go-to here these last couple weeks. Man, it looked appetizing. And uh, Chandler, you like to throw out little secret menu uh, or, or tips? Uh, hacks. Hacks? Menu hacks. Here, uh, A hack? I get, uh, I get mayo on it. Not really a hack, but I get a side of jalapenos and I, I chop them up kind of kind of small and fine and just put them out throughout my uh, sandwich just to add a little heat, add a little kick to it. Well, you could probably have them do that. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm not lazy like some people. You actually want to do some of the work. When so, I go, hey, just give it to me, Rob. When I go to a restaurant, I want to prepare my own meal, okay? That's just how I like to do it. I wish they'd let me back in the kitchen so I could do it. All right, uh, do we have Mully? We do not have Mully. Paging Mully. Uh, ch- I, I heard he was in a good mood today. That's the rumor. We get a lot of like calls and texts about just like, I don't know, people's feelings. I saw somebody somewhere. Somebody said something. It's kind of like TMZ around here at times. Yeah. Uh, Steve says Chandler's heading to a Pearl Jam concert. Yeah, it's kind of 90s. Even and then when you get there, Chandler, you can tie it around your waist. Absolutely, that was you got kind of a Eddie Vedder move right there. Total Eddie Vedder move. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and talk to Mike Mullis joining us today on the program. Mike, thanks for your time. How you doing today? Good, Club. How are you? I'm great, man. And uh, guess what? I watched a lot of golf on Sunday. Harold Varner the third reeled me back in and. After the Easter festivities were over, I was pretty much locked in to the uh, the final round there at the RBC Heritage. And Harold, how would you describe it, Molly? He didn't play good because he stayed pretty much uh, just under par throughout the day, but he didn't play bad either. He didn't completely melt down. So uh, how would you describe his final round on Sunday? Just couldn't hit those uh, those big putts. Yeah, no, I think you just described it. He uh, you know left a few putts short and. Uh, had a wedge or two get away from him, but I, you know, I thought all in all, he he did not lose the tournament. He just didn't win the tournament. And uh, I mean, I think you know, Jordan Spieth really uh, could have made it a uh, a one a one horse race, and he made a few more putts. Uh, I mean, he could have won that thing by three or four shots easy. So yeah, another good showing by HP three. He's having a uh, he's having a great year and a great run right now. And, and golf is definitely a game of runs. So. Hopefully he stay hot and, and stay with it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's in Zurich this weekend or not. I would venture a guess it's probably time to take a little time off. But oh, he's uh, in the. Uh, this is the team event, right? The duo. Yeah, he's, he's with Bubba. With David, look, he's with uh, Bubba Watson. Okay, I ha- you know what? I had heard that. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, those are two guys that can. Uh, they could either win this thing or they could hit the ball all over the earth. Just kind of depend on who shows up. So, yeah, another reason to tune in, and I like the team event anyway. Uh, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wish them all the best and see what happens. I believe I saw uh, a tea time in the one o'clock hour on Thursday, and then in the ten o'clock hour on Friday. So we'll keep an eye on what Harold and Bubba are doing this weekend at that duo event coming up. Uh, speaking of golf, Molly. Um, well, it's great to hear your voice. First time I've talked to you since last week when you were on the show, and we don't need to revisit that, but I do have a uh, gift that I would like to present you. It should be here uh, this weekend, and I'd like for you to come in and accept a uh, 
an olive branch a, a peace offering and uh and open that up here on the show next week if you could you know what's kind of interesting to me cliff is that uh the couple things number one for somebody who didn't want to rehash it uh you certainly just uh kind of reopen that wound so i appreciate that uh number two it kind of seems to me and i know at times uh, i feel compelled to give gifts when i know i'm really wrong so i, I think that's kind of an admission of guilt which uh, which, you know, does make me feel a little better already. So uh, I want to thank you for both of those. Okay. Uh, just to clarify, the, the gift is not me admitting I was wrong on anything. It's just more about your behavior since the the circumstance happened. And I really just want to attempt to buy your friendship again, if I could. Okay. All right. Is CJ there? Uh, he is not here today. No. Your boy. Okay. How is y'all's relationship going? Oh man, we have some great text uh, conversations regarding <laughs> sports. I've really enjoyed for the first time. I really enjoyed the uh, the NASCAR race. Who won? I mean, I, uh the the dude that finished first. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Yeah, Kyle Busch. You were all over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we were having the Bush Latte. Oh. Uh, in celebration of Kyle Busch. Good deal. Uh, Chandler's here. You want to talk to Chandler? So I, I I can't see, but it sounds to me uh, like Chandler's sporting a flannel shirt. Is correct. That, correct? He is that is correct, man. sir. Uh, I'm sorry, say again, Chad? I said that is correct, sir. It's good to talk to you, Molly, by the way. Yeah, always, middleman. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, all, the, all the fashionable ladies are wearing flannel shirts these days, so I'm glad to see uh, Chandler get in the mix there. Yeah, I mean, I just I thought I'd do something different today. I feel like I do a polo just about every single day. And uh, did you hear what Molly said? All yeah, right. that, yeah. I'm okay. trying to avoid that. Okay, all so, right. Um, You're avoiding it pretty. Okay, good yeah, job. So buddy. I just thought right. I would do something different today. I mean, look, Molly, guys still wear flannel. Some guys, certain guys. Jackson, yeah. Look, this might be the greatest fashion faux pas in, in Pirate Radio history since. Uh, what was that word? Don the. Since Wes donned the left-handed shirt, do you guys remember that? Surely, this is nowhere near that. Uh, it's kind of near it. It's kind of a relative, maybe a distant relative. There's no embroidery on the collar, like a flower, but it's similar color. That, that was a left-handed uh, yeah. ladies flannel uh, plaid type uh, ensemble. So, Chandler, good for you, Chan. How about tonight at AJ's? If there's a group of women. And their flannels talking. You got an in immediately. Like you can get right in and uh you got a line already made for you. That's good. Okay. I mean, I'm just confused. Guys don't wear flannel anymore? <laughs> like is that a thing? Like I know girls wear flannel. I feel like it's a mutual kind of a I don't I I feel like both sides unisex. Wear it. Unisex. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, it, so what is I don't know. I I now I feel feminine. No, nah, you're right. It's a unisex. You know what you, <laughs> you know what they say about you, you Chandler. You, you no sex. <laughs> Molly, what you think of that big guy? Pretty good one. Thank you. Thank you. All right, moving on. Please quickly. do. Good talking to you, Molly. Molly, I texted you and said once we're back in talking terms, I would love to ask you about joe madden walking kyle seager with the bases loaded and uh and allowing a run to score well what's your uh 
Now this is it's like the Barry Bonds treatment, but we we saw it again last week. What's your uh, take on that? Uh, I think there is an appropriate situation, and I and the about the only one I can think of is uh, Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth or somebody like that late in the game. I thought it was really interesting that he did it in the fourth, uh, facing Seager, who. You know, I, he's a good hitter. Don't get me wrong, but I, I mean, he's no—he's definitely not as prolific as Bonds. Uh, and and I, furthermore, I thought uh, if you saw the Mike Trout reaction where he's kind of yeah. standing in the outfield, then all of a sudden he's trying to count. Uh, I think that kind of said it all. Like what you know, but Madden, you know, and I, look, I've, I've been a fan of of Madden. I think he's worked hard to uh, to continually kind of re reinvent himself to stay relevant with the uh you know with the younger players uh but I, that was i mean he likes to do different things and i guess that's one of those things i you know we see so much in baseball and really all sports where guys start uh, copycatting right so you know you think you know we're spreading it out in football and we're five wide and winging it i don't necessarily anticipate that we see a lot of people copying that strategy uh, and yeah. obviously nearly blew up on him, but his team bailed him out late. So, uh, I, pretty interesting. I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I was a little, I was a little surprised. And uh, you're right. At the time, um, the Rangers went on to score some runs, but Madden and the Angels got the last laugh by winning the game itself. Um, and how about the Pirates, Molly? You know, is this uh, what we're going to see the remainder of this year? I thought that they would be able to gut out some series wins and and win the American. I did not see sweep and dominant sweep at UCF happening. They won again last night, so they're playing their best ball of the year right now. Is that something you think continues when they take on Tulane? I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, obviously, um, the, the, that was I, in in my recollection. I, I, that's his dominant. Uh, a three-day performance against an in-conference opponent, especially on the road, that I can remember East Carolina baseball having. So, I mean, it was a big one, and they, uh, I mean, that was kind of uh, with authority. Uh, and, and you know, UCF, I, I don't know, I don't. It, UCF really appeared to struggle with everything that the that the Pirates are throwing at them, uh, both both offensively and defensively. So, I mean, I. Uh, I don't see why the Pirates can't maintain. Uh, you just hope, hey, we hope we didn't, you know, the old peak peak too early. But if you could stay there and just keep riding this wave, I did see D1 uh, Baseball re- uh, re- uh, release their field of 64. Yeah. And right now they've got East Carolina as a three seed <clears> the <throat> Knoxville, which would not be any favor, but – and I think, Molly, if, I don't know if you look, that, that is assuming they win the conference tournament, right? Like, not as an at-large. I think that it's probably a one-bid one, one bid league. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be the problem. I think maybe you sneak two in if, uh, let's say, East Carolina continues to dominate the regular season, throws a couple more sweeps in there, finishes second uh, in the conference tournament, or, you know, has a decent, decent conference tournament. Somebody else was a conference tournament. Maybe you get two in. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that there's many other ways that that could happen. Mike Mullis joining us. Molly, appreciate your time. I uh, hope we can get you in the studio next week, and I can uh, present that gift to you, and all will be forgotten. We can move on. I am uh, 
I'm looking forward to it. If you'll let me know when my gift gets here, we'll do. Uh, is this now? Is this a complete gag gift, or is it no. like some sincerity here? Chandler, clear myself. Chandler, you know what it is. What would you say? Is it a gag gift? No. Is that, it something he can use? Yes. Do you think he would at least enjoy it or appreciate it? A I little think bit? he would appreciate it. All right, there you go. There's it's very thoughtful. Hey, look, that's middleman Chandler talking, Molly. So you can trust him. Not well, no. That's part of the deal with the middle. I, uh, I bet, you know what, Cliff? I, I appreciate the sentiment, buddy. It, it means a lot. Well, you'll uh, well, let's open it first and then and see what you say. But we'll do that next week, Molly. Thanks for joining us, man. Okay, buddy. I'll talk to you. Later. There he is Mike Mullis. That was that was good, Cliff. He called me buddy. That's good to hear. That I, is I feel good. better about feel, where we are. That's I'm happy for you. I think there's a little reconstruction there in that relationship. And it's happy to I'm, I'm so happy to see it. Now, I appreciate you saying that, Chandler, and for you being a good buddy, but I have to go back to Facebook Live where people are talking about your wardrobe. So yeah. let's do that real quick. <laughs> Chad says, Does Chandler have Ugg boots? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on on the feet uh, there, Chandler? Ugg boots? No, I got. I told him he needed to get a pair of Doc Martens. <laughs> no, Shirley calls them the uh, what you call them, duck boots. Yeah, that's what I call them, duck boots. Okay, so because no, they look like boots. web feet. No Ugg boots, but duck boots. All right, duck uh, boots. Trey's got a good idea. I said if you see uh, some ladies in a group wearing flannels, you can you have an in automatically. Uh, Trey says you can tell the ladies you're doing a promotional plug for brawny paper towels. <laughs> Yeah. You're the brawny man. I'm the brawny guy. <laughs> yeah. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. <laughs> Is that You're because not that guy. I do. I kind of look like the guy on the brawny. That's exactly why Trey said that. I, that's why I'm, I just realized that, though. Yes. Does anyone really care? <laughs> Troy says flannel should only be worn in winter. Hmm. Well, well it see, was 36 it, degrees this morning when I got up. It's a cold day. In it hell. was a cold morning. Uh, um, I don't... I guess winter. I think flannel fall too, like yeah. that first that yeah. first cool of fall. We we pumpkins. Li- we literally give away a flannel pack. Who's who? Bud Light. Oh, on Pirate Radio. Yeah. Well, that's like beer. You don't wear it. But we give it out in the fall. You wear it in your on your insides. Um, Jay's asking, <laughs> is he wearing apple bottom jeans, <laughs> boots with, with the, the fur? fur, with the fur? <laughs> <laughs> everybody at aj's looking at her dude uh, we need to take a break because we got to get to jeff charles uh if you have any comments on chandler's flannel please get them in right now we're loving it every now and then a topic just takes over the show you're gonna have to twerk it on camera now let's you see got those, the apple bottom jeans let's see those apple bottom khakis chandler let the bass kick. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll be back with you after this let the let the bass let the bass let the let the bass let the bass kick. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Sorry, Chandler. <laughs> Such a nice guy. Sorry to 
to do this, but we only do it because we love you, man. No, nah, it's look, it's fine. Um, I take the heat pretty well. You do. You do. You laugh it off, and then you fire back. <laughs> and then I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all part of it. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and visit with The Voice on this lovely Wednesday. Talk some sports with Jeff Charles, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing today? Clippers doing great, and it sure is good to see East Carolina playing some good baseball these days, isn't it? Yes, sir. Went down to Orlando, got a sweep. That came after a midweek win over Elon and another midweek victory last night over UNCW. But, Jeff, that team we saw in Orlando, just one we haven't seen a lot of this year. I believe they went into that game with four games where they scored double-digit runs, and then they had three uh, just in a span of three days against UCF, got some great pitching to go along with it. And I don't know, kind of kind of re-energizes you a bit as we head down this part of the season uh, with East Carolina winning all these series that they've played so far, sweeping the one in Orlando. And, Jeff, it sets up a big one uh, as they hit the road for Tulane coming up this weekend, the top two teams in the AAC. Yeah, no doubt about it. It will be a showdown between the two ball clubs. And, again, hats off to the players and the coaches. I mean, they have really stuck to it this year, Clip. It's not been an easy road, as we all know. <laughs> a lot of people have thrown dirt on these guys, but they have really responded. I think there was a real question, you know, just as recently as 10 days ago as to whether or not these guys could, uh, could play this well. And they have been able to do that. So, again, hats off to them. I mean, they've done a great job of turning this thing around. Now, of course, uh, you've got a lot of baseball yet to be played, so we can't put the cart before the horse. But there's no doubt about this team is playing so much better than they did earlier in the year. Jeff Charles joining us. It'll be the Pirates and the Green Wave. We'll talk to Corey Glore, uh, preview it coming up uh, tomorrow on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, we had Stephen Igo on yesterday. He was able to witness his first ECU basketball practice uh, with Mike Schwartz leading the way. Now, this, I don't know if practice is even the word because East Carolina only had five players. R.J. Felton, uh, Igo said uh, he was told that he was sick, so he was not out there. But you had Brandon Johnson and Javon Small, Lucian. DeBeau and some others uh, from last year's roster. So the, the Pirates looks like they will return a core as they await for these uh, new players to come in in the summer and, and in the fall, Jeff. But uh, Stephen Igo said kind of what you would imagine. Uh, the, the Mike Schwartz foul is tough, defense, uh, physical, those kinds of things. And uh, sounds like uh, they had a, a spirited workout yesterday. And good to know uh, that we do have some holdovers from last year, Jeff, uh, that are still going to be a part of this Pirate basketball team. Yeah, and cross your fingers and hold your breath that those guys uh, yeah. continue to be Pirates. Hopefully they will. I haven't seen a practice, but uh, about, I guess it was 10 days ago or so, I saw the guys in the weight room and I saw them walking over to the gym. And it was the same cast of characters that you just mentioned. And the strength coach, uh, Coach Martinez, was with the guy. So I know he's, he's working them out. So they're working hard. And uh, the practices are doing what they can do. Uh, and I think, let's be honest about it, uh, Coach Schwartz is a defensive-minded coach. That is what his reputation has been. And, and this year and probably the years going forward, East Carolina is going to have to really stress defense to – to hang in games, especially in the conference. And we talk about it oftentimes in sports, but especially, I think, in basketball, that defense is a lot of hard work and a lot of want to. And if you have that, you have a chance to, to compete in games, and, and usually that can be pretty much 
a constant game to game. Now, offense, that's a different deal. Some nights you're hitting shots and some nights you're not. But defensively, if you bring that work ethic and you bring that hard hat each and every game, uh, you've got a chance to be competitive. And I think that's the kind of coach that Coach Schwartz is. I think that's what he will demand of his players. And as we all know, East Carolina with a lot of new faces this year and the holdover guys, there will be a, a chemistry deal there uh, trying to mesh everything together. A new system, a lot of new players with the old holdovers. So you know, a lot of unknowns going into the year. But every coach starts with some kind of a building block in his first season. I don't think there's any doubt the building block will be sell out on defense, play as hard as you can, and uh, you know mesh the guys together the best you can, have great chemistry within the team, uh, have great teammates uh, to help each other. So you know this is this is building block number one for Mike Schwartz coming up and it's kind of like here we go again we've seen a lot of rebuilding projects with east carolina basketball yeah that's where we are again this year and as you know jeff the pirates aren't alone in this uh you, you've seen a, a mass exodus from memphis i believe landers nolly was in the, the state checking out raleigh uh nc state as uh he's going to go elsewhere i saw the the left-hander timberlake who was a highly touted High school prospect uh, didn't have a great first year, freshman year at, at Memphis. In fact, he uh, he struggled in the games against East Carolina. I remember, especially at home, he transfers to Bryant, and then you've got the best player in the AAC last year, the player of the year, Kendrick Davis, leaving SMU. So this is all throughout uh, the the conference, throughout college basketball. Shirley saw uh, told me about an article earlier today, Brandon Suggs could end up landing at UCF or USF, staying in the American. So this is part of it now, Jeff, and, and tough to keep up with it all. But I guess uh, I don't know if it helps Pirate fans to know this, but the ECU is not alone in this uh, this transfer portal era of college basketball. No, there's no doubt about that. Every college basketball team in America is dealing with it, and even though the Pirates have lost some players, some of these other teams have lost a lot more players what East Carolina has, another guy who's transferring out of Memphis is Imani Bates. Yeah. And I am in Michigan now, and there is a following for Imani Bates in this state because he is from Ypsilanti, and he's a very well-known name here. So there have been some stories about about him. And we talk about the NIL as well, Clip, and, and some of these guys, you know, now are six-figure kind of guys. I know it's mind-boggling to think that. With a college athlete, they're making $100,000 plus, and some of them are making a lot more than $100,000. But from all indications, Imani Bates was making big money. I mean, a lot more than $100,000 at Memphis, according to the people I know with the Tigers program. He was doing extremely well. And then we talked about this on the network this year. He is so young, he's not eligible for the NBA draft this year. Hmm. He's not old enough. And so here's a kid that he's going to have to play somewhere next year unless he just decides to take a year off and train or whatever. But he's going to either play college basketball or he's going to play overseas or wherever else. But he's not eligible for the NBA draft. He was only 17 years old playing at Memphis last season. And you're right, uh, NC State lost a lot of players, as we, as we both know. Landers Nolly, as you talked about. I mean, this is going to be his third stop because he started at Virginia Tech, then went to Memphis, and then on to uh, wherever he's going to go. A little surprised. I think Earl Timberlake is a really good player. Uh, I thought, you know, he would probably go somewhere uh, to a more of a higher 
higher-profile program than Bryant, even though they had a good year last year. But you know, he was a really good player coming out of Washington, D.C., that a lot of high majors were, were recruiting. But you just never know anymore, Cliff. You know, we talk about this a lot. It, every day is a new adventure in, in basketball and, and also in, in football. Uh, hopefully it won't get down to baseball. There's still just a little bit of amateurism involved yeah. in baseball, and you don't see guys you know, leaving one program to go to another too much uh, in baseball, not like in, in basketball and football, but you know, it's a whole different world now as we know. That reminds me, uh, Jeff, of uh, my conversation yesterday with former Pirate great Seth Manus, who is now on the UNCW staff, and I asked him, this is his first year at UNCW helping out with the pitchers and, and really whatever the coaching staff asked him to do, and I asked, you know, what's your, your future in this? And he said he'd really like to stay in the college game. It is the kind of the last the last man standing when it comes to a team game he said it's more about the team and not about me uh, like major league baseball and he really enjoys it and i don't know i found that interesting maybe you see more uh more big names more uh guys getting into coaching uh fall in love with the college game because it is a little bit more of a pure form than baseball than what you get at the big leagues well, I agree with what Seth says, and I think we can just turn the clock back a couple of weeks ago, Cliff. We talked about this on your show when Eric Wedge was in Green yeah. Wichita State. And Eric Wedge was the American League Manager of the Year in 2007 with the then Cleveland Indians, now Cleveland Guardians, and he also managed the Seattle Mariners. Now, he had some health issues in his mid-40s. I believe he had a heart attack when he was like 25 years old. And he was managing in the big leagues, and I, I don't know Eric Wedge, but just looking from the outside in, I'm just wondering if maybe the stress got to him as a major league manager, and he decided it's not worth it as far as my health is concerned, and he still wanted to be close to the game. So he went back to his alma mater at Wichita State, and he's managing uh, the Shockers now, coaching them at the college level. So there, there is another guy, and of course, uh, down through the years, there have been a number of, of major league guys who have coached college baseball, and I think with the climate, the way things are today, we may see that as a trend. Uh, like Seth was saying, we may see more and more guys who want to coach in college at, at baseball, not necessarily basketball or football, right? but with baseball, we may see more guys who gravitate to coaching uh, college baseball and college baseball players rather than pro players. And uh, speaking of NIL, saw another deal yesterday, Jeff. And uh, boy, this is a, a match made in heaven. The uh, the Arkansas golfer John Daly the second signing a uh, deal with Hooters. That was uh, that was uh, pretty predictable. But I saw that news yesterday. He was in a tournament. It was some, Chandler and I were watching it. Some kind of father son, or it was a duo deal. And uh, Tiger Woods' kid was playing in it, but John Daly's kid, he is a big fella uh, playing there for the Arkansas golf team. And uh, I saw that yesterday. Speaking of golf, Jeff, I cannot believe that uh, HV3 has got me logged into watching golf on Sundays. But I was I was watching it after we did our uh, Easter festivities. I, I turned it on, and uh, Harold was a, a birdie away from getting in a playoff and trying to win his first tournament uh as on the pga tour but again came up just one shot short and uh harold has turned me in i i I guess i'm not a golf fan but i'm a harold fan jeff so if he's in it i'll watch it i really enjoyed it on uh sunday well we all pull for Harold because he's such a great young man and everybody in pirate nation pulls for him each and every week but it sounds to me like you're getting a little bit old all my old friends (laughs) 
I thought you were too young to do that. Yeah, I got that's a sad state of affairs, Jeff. When you start watching golf on TV, you know your better days are behind you, I guess. <laughs> and by the way, John Daly, you know, when they asked John Daly why he doesn't go to the gym, and we all know he's a big guy, he said, you know, people ask him over the years, say, John, why don't you go to the gym? And he says, because they won't let me smoke in there. Ah, it's a non-smoking. I thought you were going to say there's no bar in there, but either way, it's about the same, right? So yeah, it's about, it's about the same. But he's been he's been successful, and you know people love him because he doesn't take himself too seriously. That's right. Jeff Charles joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Weird moment last night seeing Kenley Jansen get Freddie Freeman out for the final out uh, as the Braves knocked off the Dodgers. And uh, that combo uh, should be playing on the opposite sides, but uh, that's where we are with uh, with baseball now. But the Braves winning against the Dodgers last night. Jeff, how much you uh, – I know the Reds are off to a slow start. We're, I'm in a uh, – after sports trivia a couple Wednesdays ago, we did a – like a team draft and and we're doing it for the month of april and we just count up how many wins our teams have at the end and if you combine for the most wins you win well i think my next to last pick was the cincinnati reds and uh they are weighing me down they're anchoring me down right now luckily my last pick was the rockies who are actually playing pretty well but i know the reds are struggling jeff i saw the uh the tigers got to garrett cole last night but couldn't put any more runs uh up on the Yankees relievers, but how much are you uh, keeping up with what's going on in Major League Baseball? Oh, a lot these days. Um, the Reds have lost eight games in a row, and they're now two and ten. They have the worst record in baseball, and I guess I'm really not that surprised when they started getting rid of their players. And you know, they they had that window of opportunity clip, and they did get to the playoffs during that three or four year window there. But it looks like now they've just Started over again. I'm, the fan base is not happy with them. I can assure you of that. But once they got rid of Castellanos and, and Jess Winker and Ahoy Suarez and then Sonny Gray, I mean, they almost had a fire sale there in the yeah. spring and, and during the winter. So I'm really not surprised they're struggling so badly. They're playing a lot of young kids, and, and they still do have Joey Votto and a couple of guys from the old days, but still – they're just not not very good, so I'm not that surprised that they are struggling. The fan base I know in Cincinnati is not happy, but they're two and ten, and they are what their record is. And the Tigers, I think, have a brighter future. I really like some of the Tigers' young players, and they're starting to develop those guys and getting them to the major leagues. Like Spencer Torkelson, he's he's starting at first base for them now, and unfortunately, Riley Green, another one of their Big-time prospects is down with an injury right now, but he was probably going to make the big league club this year. But they're they're four and six, so they're struggling a little bit out of the gate as well. You know, when I look at the standings clip, there are just so many teams this year that are around 500. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of teams that are like seven and six or six and six, seven and five. You look at the standings, and it's kind of all that way. Now, the Mets are off to a great start. They're nine and three. And there are, I think, a couple of teams about 8-4, and 8-5. and five, But uh, there are a lot of teams right around 500 or with losing records as we start this Major League Baseball season. And I'm up north now, and, and the weather is just brutal up here to play baseball. It was, I think, 42 degrees first pitch in Detroit last night. And, you know, it's, that's tough for players. It's tough for fans to sit there when the wind's blowing it's 42 degrees and watch a baseball game and that's pretty much been the case in the midwest and the northeast so far so 
Hopefully spring is uh, around the corner and get some better weather. Yeah, the White Sox are another team that I drafted, and I enjoy watching them play. I know, Jeff, you picked them to win the World Series. They haven't got a game in this week. They have been postponed uh, there in Minnesota on Monday and Tuesday. Hopefully they can get one in today coming up later on in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Jeff, uh, Todd Graffinini had something to celebrate last night. Uh, We'll wrap it up with some NBA playoffs. The Pelicans knocking off the Suns uh, as Devin Booker suffered an injury 125 to 114 so that series tied at one apiece and they'll be excited down in uh new orleans to welcome home that pelicans team have you picked uh i don't know any players you like any team you're gonna you're gonna try to follow here or are you just watching it as a uh, basketball fan jeff i think i'm just watching it as a fan but that was a big win for the pelicans you know the suns had the best record in the nba during the regular season i mean they're legit we saw what they did last year but a little bit closer to home, I'll tell you what really disappointed me was the Hornets last week. They were just absolutely terrible, terrible in that one-game playoff. Yeah. Did you watch it, Cliff? I did, Jeff, and it was a, a complete – it was like they just put the game on from last year's playoff against the Pacers the, where they lost by 30. Unbelievable. I mean, the Pacers just blew them out last year. It was an embarrassment, and you would have thought that they would have played very well in this past – game uh but they but they didn't and i kind of scratched my head about that it's not like they were playing phoenix or <laughs> they were playing the celtics right. or boston they were playing atlanta and both teams had 43 and 39 records they, the year. they split during the regular season the hornets <laughs> blew them out of time you know so it was yeah it shouldn't have been like that toss-up game yeah it was a toss-up game going in and my goodness that third quarter last week they were horrible and it was almost like they weren't trying yeah, I know they took a lot of criticism and they got blown out and they ended another season on a, a disappointing note after having a pretty good regular season. Yep, it was uh, it was tough to watch. It kind of took the wind out of my sails for watching basketball. I'm trying to to get back into it and hopefully some good games tonight. Brooklyn and Boston at seven o'clock. Uh, Philadelphia, Toronto at eight, and then it'll be Chicago and Milwaukee at 9.30. Jeff, uh, enjoyed the chat as always. Appreciate you joining us here on Pirate Radio Live, and we'll do it again next week. Okay, Kraft, you're very welcome. Always enjoy visiting with you and our Pirate Radio listeners. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us today here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout when we return. We'll talk to the play-by-play voice for East Carolina baseball. Scott Rogers, Scooter, will join us to talk about a lot of Pirate wins. A sweep in Orlando. They come back home last night, get a win. Now it's back on the road, taking on a tough Tulane baseball team. We'll talk about it all with Scott Rogers when we kick off hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you. Serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Talking a lot of baseball on today's show. Talking about Chandler's flannel shirt as well. 
It's been a topic on today's program. Steve on Facebook Live says, I bet Chandler has a venti pumpkin spice latte at his desk. Chandler is fantastic. So, uh, take that as a compliment i'm sure i'll hear more from steve tonight at aj mcmurphy's yeah are you gonna wear that shirt to trivia i've been thinking about it uh <laughs> i think you got this to. roast session yeah so i think i'm i might i think you should only wear flannels from here on out now that it could get pretty hot well when it gets hot you cut the sleeves when it gets super hot you cut them all you just go like uh sleeveless a sleeveless flannel that would look pretty good yeah scooter what do you think of uh chandler's shirt i think it looks great thank you scooter what a guy now, what a nice guy i tell you what i really don't care about what all you other people <laughs> think but now if scooter likes it that's that's all i need to know scooter uh you got to be in a pretty good mood uh you're calling a lot of wins here lately yeah absolutely it's been uh good to be back on the winning track and also feels good to be in first place as well does it seem like the more the the, the better the pirates play the more the pirates win the less people talk about you <laughs> probably not (laughs) (laughs) it does seem like when you're winning like everything's fine when you're losing everything stinks including scooter you know but uh i don't know you win everybody's in a good mood and let's let's keep that rolling let's start with uh last night and it was a uh team effort pitching and hitting for the pirates last night got off to a good two nothing start and we're able to lead it wire to wire and how about the trend, uh, Scott? Two pitchers used Thursday, two Friday, four on Saturday. It's a good number. And then for a midweek game to only use four pitchers. That's fantastic for ECU. And for a midweek game, that was going to be a bullpen day regardless. And for us to have used four pitchers, obviously that keeps some fresh arms in there for the weekend. And that UNCW club had some injuries going into that game. Brooks Baldwin was out, one of their best offensive players, defensive players as well. But uh, to be able to shut them down like we did last night gave obviously a good midweek win and also another win heading into a big series this weekend chandler by the way update who is the uh, guy whose sister you took to the prom what was his name we had a uh, breakdown by chandler yesterday on sawyer sutton i don't think he he's a freshman Nah, i didn't see him make nah. the uh make the uh lineup last night no nah, he he's uh i think he's a developmental guy so they're All trying right. to get him you know ready for his future as a seahawk now baldwin was he the guy that caught gore yes he caught mckenzie gore and he was out last night he was they said that he's been out uh past weekend with an injury so everybody you previewed yesterday didn't play for uncw i I did mention the benton uh cody benton we did see a benton in the game last night cody who was the former pirate right that's right he was an ecu transfer yeah and uh got in two-thirds of an inning uh two earned runs to his credit last night as east carolina comes out with the eight to two victory and i saw a lot of people talking about the length of last night's game uh scooter apparently that sped up when carter spivey got in when's the last time you saw a pitcher throw 13 pitches and get seven outs through two and a third innings that's crazy it's probably one of the first time i've ever seen it but spivey was dealing last night and a good start last night from cj mayhew he's had a few good starts this season in midweek action but obviously both of those going to be key pieces to the pirate bullpen going down the stretch and we hadn't seen carter spivey since that elon game last week obviously didn't have to use him at all at ucf which is a good thing we get him some work this week and then hopefully have to use him not have to use him at tulane but probably we'll see him at some point same with cj right he was probably bored down in orlando didn't have much to do uh so not only was it great to see him in because he's a great pitcher but to get him some work and uh he has gone that route that two inning midweek uh starting of a game now we saw it against nc state 
uh, saw it last night and i don't know it may be carved out a little midweek role for him there absolutely and cliff godwin has said to me every single game in the preview pre-game interviews just saying hey we tell the pitchers go out there with a closers mentality every single inning you feel good after one go out for another close out that inning and that's what the pirates have been able to do the past few games and it's showing with the success on the mound scott rogers joining us talking pirate baseball mentioned it earlier how about your leadoff man not getting a hit last night but three walks two runs scored kind of a typical zach agnos finding a way to get on and finding a way to get around uh, to the plate yep and zach's been i thought has been really good in that leadoff spot since making the change there and you know you take bryson warrell out he's now down at the bottom of the order which has been a good spot for him providing some power down there obviously he was american conference player of the week this week and uh but zach agnos had a pretty good weekend at ucf as well got to see jake agnos down at ucf and got to meet him for the first time so cool. it was good to see jake but uh Zach Agnos, you know, obviously his defense last night, too, was unbelievable as well. How about Josh Moylan back in the three-hole as he moves up the lineup? Had a triple last night, knocked in a run, scored two runs, and that bat uh, looks like it might get heated up here when the weather gets heated up. Yep, and he's been hitting the ball fairly good lately as well. Still doesn't really show in his average just because he had such a slow start at the beginning of the year but Josh Mullen a bat that's going to get going and he's still finding ways on base whether or not he's getting base hits his on base percentage still close to 400 right now so still finding those ways to get on base and like you said starting to heat up had that great performance at Elon last week and then had the triple last night uh, good night last night for Ben Newton as well. Scooter, do you think we just continue to see different catchers in and out throughout the, the remainder of the season? I think it seems like they're going to pretty much stick with Ben Newton. That's okay. what we've seen the past few weeks and the way he's been hitting the ball lately and his defense has been really good behind the plate as well. And I don't think you're going to see personally some many more lineup changes in terms of the offensive lineup just because obviously what they've been able to do at the plate and trying to keep that consistently. If they keep winning and, and hitting like they are they're definitely not going to change anything i believe scooter they went into last weekend i think i counted four games where they scored double digit runs during the season and then had three back to back to back against ucf so whatever they're doing right now is working and and how about those long innings those big innings east carolina has been able to put up offensively you know you get two here two there that, that's great you have that long inning that's got to be so demoralizing to the other teams absolutely and i think that was one thing that helped them so much that ucf is just piling it on in those fourth and fifth innings down there we talked about that last night on the broadcast me and coach o did how last night you know it was kind of sporadic two yeah. innings here two innings there but still being able to put up eight runs last night very good for the pirates but like you said you know you go out and you score nine ten runs an inning that does hurt the other team as well gets in their head i think we will talk to Corey glore coming up thursday on the show he'll have his side of the preview for ecu tulane scooter how about what do you know uh, about those green wave who are right there near the top of the aac with east carolina tulane a very good club obviously and siegel one of their top guys be interesting to see how he matches up against the pirates this weekend ethan groff one of their best offensive players as well at the top of that tulane order but tulane a great team obviously too they've obviously got beat up last weekend at houston and the good thing i will say in terms of standings is i think houston is the team that they have to play twice during the year so that'd be good in terms of possibly with first with us in first place right now if we go down there 
take care of business this weekend. The Pirates, I think, are in pretty good shape the rest of the year. And the Pirates won't see Houston until the final weekend of the regular season. So the series left for East Carolina at Tulane this weekend, followed by a return trip from Cincinnati as they will come to Greenville. And then at Memphis versus USF, and then Houston. So kind of coming down the stretch here with these series left to go. And uh, Igo said it yesterday. Um, you're kind of saying it. To, like This one could go a long way. You win this series. You sweep this series. You really start to, to get excited about your chances to win this league. But you win this series here. Everything, and, and it's all right in front of the Pirates right now if they want to take this championship. Right. And, and even if you take the conference championship out of the way, you look at this weekend – terms of postseason play very big weekend for the Pirates in terms of RPI I think Tulane is at 49 or 50 coming into today is what it went up I think we went up to 51 after last night's win but you you go down there and take at least two or three from Tulane that's going to boost your RPI a bunch and then you look ahead and nothing against the American Conference there's not a lot of big RPI boost after this weekend other than maybe Houston and you look midweek wise obviously you got NC State next week and then Duke and Campbell coming to green but not many more RPI boosts. But with this being a road series and a team that has a pretty high RPI, that'd be very good wins for the Pirates this weekend. Scooter, what do you know, uh, if anything, about Jake Kuchmaner and his health heading into this weekend? Coach Gowan said last night it looks like it's going to be muscle-related, and even Coach O elaborated on that a little bit just from his time being a coach. He said that's not too serious of an injury, uh, but not sure if he'll throw this weekend or not, but obviously you want to keep him healthy for that potential run at the end of the year it's probably a sign of a veteran player right that knows to get himself out if something doesn't feel right where you might have a guy try to hide that and keep pitching through it and suffer something serious so good on cooch right to kind of notify everybody absolutely and coach godwin told me that yesterday he said good for him to take him out he knew that he needed to come out and probably easier to do when you have a lead too right? absolutely <laughs> yeah but uh you go back to that game at ucf too i don't ever remember seeing a game where both starting yeah. pitchers take themselves out of the game due to injury but uh you could tell that cooch banner had done something on the mound but glad he did come out and glad it's not super serious as well and i wasn't watching at the time i guess said the ucf pitcher that went out that was a little more dramatic where he he was he knew something was right yeah i was talking with uh zach womack after that game and he said you could tell something had happened because he said his velocity dropped about four or five miles an hour a few pitches before that and he said that's a big side of a ucl thing but uh they, they UCF had their share of injuries down there, obviously him, and then they're starting shortstop having to come out with a wrist injury as well. And an injury last night uh, from an umpire, right? Uh, the gutsiest, toughest umpire in America, uh, apparently. Uh, what happened? Scooter got hit with a foul ball and then uh, left the game and returned, right? Yep, J.R. Brown, he took a foul ball off. I think it was the second inning last night and stayed in for an inning, then had to come out, it looked like, and he was out for, I think, an inning and a half, it seemed. But we had, I think, a 14-minute delay is what the official time was it while he got changed he got a new umpire back there we had a two-man crew i think for about an inning and a half and then jr came back out and he had a brace on his wrist slash forearm area so he definitely did something to his arm significant enough for him to come out of that matchup and umpires out there know that umpires don't come out due to injury very often for them to do that for him to have done that last night it had to have been pretty serious scooter how about your days of umpiring have you uh you've been hit with the ball foul ball ground ball i have uh taken my share of foul balls over the day and in some areas that uh doesn't feel too good 
to be uh, hit with anything down there. But uh, my, my favorite story is my first ever game behind the plate. It was the second pitch of the game, and I took a foul ball right here, mm. and it was purple for about three weeks. <laughs> Welcome to umpiring. Absolutely. Right? And when that happens, uh, you need your catcher to go out and talk to the pitcher, right? You need to everybody to stall out there to give you a minute. I don't because I say stay back here because if he goes out there, that's five more minutes. We're out there on the field. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, just stay <laughs> in and let's play uh, play ball. Uh, so injuries are part of the game, both with the players and the umpires. How about this weekend? Ryder Giles, I guess, has cemented his spot for now as the uh, the Friday guy. How about Saturday and Sunday? Has Cliff uh, said anything or you got an idea what it's going to look like? I have not heard anything for saturday and sunday if i had take my best guess the rotation is probably going to be listed the same as it's been the past few weekends where it's going to be giles and then tba and tba especially with cooch Maynard's injury right now but we will see obviously they've been taking it one game at a time over the past few weekends but uh, i think it's pretty safe to say that giles will probably be starting on friday but uh be a big series down at Tulane. Looking forward to it and teams announce starters are you required to let the opposing team know I don't think you're required to. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a just a when thing you post you do. that lineup before the game. That's you can right. do it as late as that. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when during the Leclerc Classic this year, Indiana State had released their probable starters for the weekend, and they were different on every single lineup <laughs> card for every game. Right. All right. Uh, at NC State next week, so uh, Scooter will be traveling to Raleigh before Cincinnati comes to town. So the Pirates, uh, boy, the road warrior mentality worked out for them last week. They're going to have to do it again against Tulane this week. When are you guys heading out of town? We will be pulling out a clock for Claire about 8 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to head over to you. All right. And uh, any plans in New Orleans? I know Corey's got some plans for us this awesome. weekend, so we'll uh, see what he's got up his sleeve. Good deal. Maybe catch a... Uh, a home Pelicans game, there you playoff go. game. There you go. I've never, never, up. never been to an NBA game before. I've seen the Hornets a couple of times, but never been to a playoff game. But uh, that, that's probably going to be a wild scene there, mm-hmm. as they now have tied their series one to one against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Scooter got the Braves on right now. They trail two nothing to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers got that two off the bat of Freddie Freeman, a two run home run uh, in the first inning off Charlie Morton. So. Uh, how weird was it to see Kenley Jansen get a set? We're cheering for Kenley Jansen to get <laughs> Freddie Freeman out last night. Still weird for me to wrap my brain around it. It is. And, you know, the Braves right now are kind of a slow start to the season. But you go back to last year, it was a slow uh, start yeah. as well. And I know some Braves fans were on social media the night. They were irritating the mess out of me. Them talking about Dansby Swanson and how he needed to be released or sent down to AAA. And I'm just like, look, calm down. Dansby's fine. It's April. We got all the way to October to figure this thing out. And they yeah. did it last year. Just got to be patient. It was like through the All-Star break, they were still struggling. They mm-hmm. were down. And uh, I have no worries at all. And especially if you saw Ronald Acuna in his uh, minor league debut this week. Looks fantastic uh, in the field. Hosed the guy at third. Uh, hit a ball off the wall. So they're going to be fine. Max Freed dominant last night. I think uh, the Braves will be okay. They are. And, and the Mets are going to screw it up at some point. That's right. <laughs> that always happens. All right, Scooter. Thanks for hanging out, man. Yep. And I will say uh, the NC State game next week has, was changed to a 7 p.m. start. We found out yesterday to accommodate an ACC network 
broadcast, a okay. national broadcast. So just to put that out there, make sure everybody knows that it's a 7 p.m. start next week at NC State. So from 4.30 to 7 p.m., a late night mm-hmm. for uh, you folks there in Raleigh. All right, good info. Thanks, Scooter. Have a good call this weekend. Enjoy uh, New Orleans, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll talk more baseball with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. Have not checked in on his White Sox in a while. Let's see if it's gotten any better. Hey, it did. It got one run better. They're down 10 to 1 to the Guardians. <laughs> Rough start for Dallas Keuchel. Uh, but the good news is they play later on today in uh, game two of a doubleheader. We'll talk Major League Baseball. We'll talk Pirate Baseball and more with Patrick Mason when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756 300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Already back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. We just talked a lot of Pirate Baseball with Scott Rogers. He'll be on the call this weekend, East Carolina. Taking on Tulane, we'll talk to the former voice of ECU Baseball and the current voice of Tulane Athletics, Corey Glor, coming up on Thursday. So more Pirate Baseball talk. We'll do that with uh, our next guest, Patrick Mason, as well, but also look around Major League Baseball. And uh, Patrick, welcome back in. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Doing good. And uh, Pirates have been playing well. Not that, like, when you beat writers come on, you don't have a rooting interest, but it's probably, like, more enjoyable when you get to see good baseball and winning baseball, right? Everybody's in a better mood, at least. Right. Yeah, that's a good way <laughs> to put it. You know, just it's just fun to watch good baseball, you know, when things are executed properly and, you know... You, you know station to station kind of stuff it's definitely more fun uh before we get into east carolina let's take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck uh right now the brewers have a four to two lead over the pittsburgh pirates they are playing in the eighth inning and uh i was trying to see who was doing the damage today good day for hunter renfro for milwaukee uh brutal one going on in cleveland kind of stinks uh patrick because you've been waiting all week for some white Sox baseball they were postponed monday and tuesday right that's right so no uh, yeah uh, I, yeah snow in april uh there in cleveland so a double header today you, you're feeling good about it and then uh dallas keichel does not get out of the second inning goes one inning gives up uh, i think 10 runs eight earned something like that and uh and that one's over yeah, Cleveland had like eight hits in a row. I think there was four errors before they even made their fourth out. I mean, it was just a disaster all over the place. It was very disappointing. And you said coming up uh, for game two of the doubleheader, you don't like the pitching matchup uh, for the White Sox, right? Right. Yeah, it's just Jimmy Lambert. I mean, he's fine, but he's not going to blow you away. He's kind of just a triple-A lifer, maybe 4A kind of guy who just doesn't really have a place in the bigs, but, you know, you got to – gotta need a spot start somewhere so uh double header in cleveland and the guardians taking it to chicago right now 10 to 1 that score as they play in the seventh inning the braves and the dodgers playing a pretty quick one 
uh, because the Braves do not have a hit. Last night, it was the Dodgers who didn't have a hit through six or seven innings. Max Freed threw a gem for Atlanta, and the Braves win. Today, uh, it is L.A. who is pitching that gym, and right now it is uh, Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. No hits for Atlanta through five innings. Charlie Morton's been good, but did give up a two-run home run to Freddie Freeman, which stinks. Yeah, we. I think we're seeing this a lot. I think even in that Brewers game, um, I think it's Woodruff started today, but he had no hits through six or something like that, too. Remember, I think it was last week, remember when Kershaw had the perfect game yeah. going and it got pulled? It's just it's kind of crazy what's going on right now. Well, we talked to Mark Brown from CamdenChat.com yesterday, and the O's were coming off a rare series victory over the Yankees. And I said, well, how how are the Orioles able to keep these Yankees bats at bay for an entire series? And he said, shockingly, Baltimore has the fifth best ERA in baseball. They're giving up like three runs a game, basically. And he said they're scoring like 1.8 runs per <laughs> game. So that's not good. <laughs> but he said throughout Major League Baseball, there is a uh, shortage on runs, a shortage on home runs to start this 2022 season. It'll probably correct itself, but as of right now, it sounds like pitching is winning the day. For sure. Yeah, and you know, it's always interesting, too, with baseball because you never know what kind of ball they're using, which is just an odd you know, part of that sport. You know, Is it the bouncy ball? Is it like the dead ball? And I mean, I don't know if that plays into it. Maybe just pitchers are awesome right now. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, watch out for bad news uh, because Nick Castellanos hit a home run, and his home run seemed to <laughs> find themselves with uh, with terrible stories. So uh, look out for that. But he went yard today. Phillies with a three to two lead over the Colorado Rockies as they play in the fifth inning. Uh, let's see, Reds and Padres underway, no score in San Diego in the first, and that's what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Yeah, someone must have been making an apology for somewhere. Bat. Somebody's apologizing for something. All right, um, so let's talk about what, if anything, has stood out to you other than the the I guess low amount of runs scored so far in these baseball games. Uh, what players? Anything stood out to you, Patrick? This first week, uh, almost two weeks into the season. Um, you know, it's kind of. I guess it's you know the Dodgers are playing the Braves, so it's kind of you know in front of you. But I've kind of just liked how um, you know Matt Olson immediately has been awesome for, yes. for them, um, and even Freddie Freeman. I thought it was fun. He hit a home run in his first at bat. It's just kind of. You know, fun to see them go back and forth. I think he made the last out, too, in one of the games. So. Yeah, Kenley Jansen getting the save for the Braves against Freddie Freeman. Right, yeah. That's, Weird stuff. Yep, for sure. Um, and, look, the, the Mets, without DeGrom, have gotten off to a great start this season. And I expect them to fade in traditional Mets fashion, but they are nine and three. They have the most wins in baseball right now. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of fun, especially like you, you said, without Degrom doing being able to do that is pretty great. I mean, and they also just threw a ton of money at this team too. So I mean, it seems like that ownership's just just going for it. And obviously, this is a good start for that. As we said last week, and we'll, uh, I think we'll continue to say the White Sox, even though they're having a rough Wednesday. Uh, they should be able to win that Central. I mean, nobody has really stood out to this point, right? I mean, right. Minnesota has some big names, some big bobbers in the lineup, although I think Byron Buxton got hurt, He's right? hurt again. So that's kind of been his M.O. Uh, so that division seems to be one that's going to be won by the White Sox. How about the, the AL East right now? You have four teams with six wins, and then you have the Orioles, which uh, just spoiled the Yankees weekend. So they'll try to play spoiler all year. And these other teams, there was a lot of, I don't know if it's fan graphs, whoever puts out these predictions that had Malcolm Gray, Red Sox fan, was telling me, 
had like at the end of the year four teams tied at the top of the al east and i could see that that's how it is right now i could see it happening at the end it's just a ridiculous division i mean you look at all those teams you know the rays are consistently awesome obviously red sox yankees but even the blue jays and that's a really fun lineup too i mean they're gonna give up some runs but man they're gonna score some runs too very early on but you have four teams in the al west with a winning record at this point who stands tall at the end is it the astros or is it somebody else is it oakland with the lowest <laughs> payroll in baseball and right? that that yeah that's wild to me there's no way they they stick nah. around um i i guess i you know it's hard to pick against the astros but i think i saw altuve's on the injured list now um i mean they're kind of they're struggling a little bit obviously losing carlos correa is huge for that uh i every year i pick the angels to make the playoffs and maybe this will be the year uh it's just still mind-boggling that the two best players in baseball can't win a playoff series you know a game much less a series yeah they can't even get there (laughs) yeah exactly so maybe this will be the year uh for the angels looking at the nl braves are struggling to start the year same record as chandler's nats right now and the mets are uh, owning the NL East very early on. We'll see if that changes. In the Central, kind of the uh, the teams we thought we'd see at the top with the Cardinals and Brewers, although the Cubs, with their who in the world are these guys line up uh, playing some decent baseball, Suzuki has been huge yeah. for them early. Yeah, definitely sneaky good. And Suzuki, I mean, I, I was looking him up the other day. I didn't realize how you know talented he was over in Japan. He won batting titles. He hit you know 30, 40 homers. I mean, this is a, a real life professional coming in, and you know he's not a rookie essentially. You know, I mean, he's right. he's faced some some great pitching before. And maybe the surprise of baseball throughout these first couple of weeks, the Colorado Rockies are eight and three. And they have the same record as the Dodgers out west. I don't think that's sustainable for Colorado, uh, but uh, we're definitely going to see the Dodgers. The Giants are seven and four. The Padres are eight and five. So you got a lot of teams with a winning record out west right now. Yeah, and the Giants are interesting to me because you know they're they're right in it right now. But I think everything had to go great for them last year for it to work. And I don't know if they can replicate that again. But you know that's another division that's just crazy good. Uh, looking around Major League Baseball, and that's what's going on. And we'll keep you up to date. We uh, had a Dodgers home run while we were talking there, so it is now three to nothing, L.A. over Atlanta as Freddie Freeman bloops one into left field for a single. All right, let's uh, talk some Pirate baseball, Patrick, and uh, the Pirates uh, on a roll right now. Took three on the road at UCF, came back home last night and looked good in an 8-2 to victory over UNCW. And, and where to start? Uh, pitching, hitting, because it was both working last night for ECU. Yeah, and it's really been working for a while for them. I mean, the lineup is just, you know, essentially one through nine, just getting hits all over the place, putting together big innings. I think they scored, you know, was it five, four or five innings yesterday, multiple runs. Um, I mean, it's just a tough out right now, everywhere up and down the lineup. And, you know, we were talking with, you know, Coach Godwin afterward and, um, what this offensive surge has allowed them to do was, you know, kind of rest a lot of those bullpen arms. Um, against UCF, they pitched two guys, you know, uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, and a lot of these guys are sharper. You know, yesterday, Ben Newton, we talked to him, the catcher, and he was saying he noticed that, you know, some of these arms, a lot of the stuff's more crisp. Hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of unique because, you know, in the first half of the season, um, they really relied on just a few arms to kind of, you know, piecemeal some games together. Who? How about in the uh, in the lineup? Uh, your small sample size of watching Pirate baseball, which has been this year. Uh, who have you enjoyed watching play? Who's coming on uh, these last few weeks? Who uh, Who right now is locked in at the plate? 
I would say Alec Makarevich. That dude is he's locked in right now. Um, he's I think leading the the team in homers, but he just always seems to come up with some sort of extra base hit or some big hit. And he's not like you know you look at it, he's not gonna you know hit thirty home runs or fifteen home runs. Um, but he's just been really good. And obviously you know Lane Hoover too. He's just an on base machine. <laughs> I mean that's that's all that dude does is get on base. So he's been fun to watch as well. Um, but really, I just noticed uh, Makarevich and just how he just seems to come up with a, a big hit. And Bryson Worrell had one hit last night, had a tremendous weekend uh, in Orlando. He was the American Player of the Week for his exploits. I think he had two homers, a triple, four singles, if I remember correctly. We owed him a lot of spins on the tilt world <laughs> earlier this week on the show. Uh, but it just, man, if he and Moylan and those, if they ever – and right now they're in a, a very good spot the way they're hitting, but – it kind of teases you, right? If they could piece this together, this is that top 25 baseball team we thought they'd be heading into the year, for at sure. least offensively. For sure. And where Mo- or, uh, where Worrell's doing this is from like the six or seven spot in the yeah. order. And I mean, if you can get production out of, you know, a batter down there, I mean, oh my goodness, this is definitely a lineup, like you said, that you could definitely see, you know, when things are going well, this is very, very tough to pitch to. Might. Um, uh, might be some stress on the arms for East Carolina this week if Jay Kuchmaner is unable to go. It'll be probably Ryder Giles on Friday as he has uh, put himself into that Friday role for the Pirates. And then we have seen Groves and Hunter and those guys start. Maybe Cliff Godwin goes that route. But Cooch, uh, if anybody has eaten up some innings this year outside of Giles, it's been Jay Kuchmaner. So you hope uh, he's able to return and uh, get back into that rotation soon. Yeah, from what it sounds like, he's kind of day-to-day, and we might not see him pitch this weekend, but it sounds like, at, at worst case, he'll be back in, in the mix the, the following weekend. But, I mean, for this, at this moment, it probably came at the best time because, like I said, the, the pitching staff has largely been able to rest, and you can kind of – I mean, most guys are fresh right now. Um, and, yeah, maybe Jake Hunter slides into a Sunday again because he looked pretty good doing it, um, you know, his most recent start, and he's been great out of the bullpen too, so maybe he's kind of found his groove. Yeah, and you're starting to see guys do exactly that. Uh, Carter Spivey last night comes to mind. C.J. Mayhew finally pitching like the the guy we're used to seeing previous years. Got off to a bit of a rocky start this year, but he, he's found a nice home with that two-inning midweek start that uh, he's been able to do the last couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like every time a right-handed batter you know faces him they're just they have no chance they they look that's strange so right yeah usually it's the lefty lefty matchup you want as a pitcher he just dominates right-handers he does i think it's just the way like i don't know what he throws a slider a slurve or whatever it is just the way that thing breaks toward their back foot um i mean all these hitters like what is that and it's really cool to see when he's on because he is that dominant saw garrett sailor go extended innings last night for east carolina and and what a job they did down in florida patrick to only throw two on thursday two friday four pitchers used on saturday and then last night for a midweek game to go four pitchers and they threw 109 pitches as a team compared to wilmington who i think was in the upper 170s i read it earlier in the in the uh, show uh, but it just kind of shows you how economical they're being uh, on the mound right now. Yeah, and I think it was Spivey. What was it, 13 pitches to get seven outs? I mean, yeah. that, that's literally unheard of. I mean, that was, he was very efficient. And, you know, on the flip side, UNC Wilmington, they walked nine batters. They were all over the place. They couldn't find the plate. All right, so it'll be East Carolina and Tulane coming up this weekend on the road. 
and uh, all those games available on ESPN Plus if you want to watch the Pirates take on the Green Wave and uh, a big series. I like that East Carolina went into last week chasing uh, UCF down in the standings, and I kind of like the two lanes right up there near the top with them in the American this weekend. I feel like we. I don't know. We need something. We need a carrot at the end of the stick in front of us. And and for East Carolina to be hungry and playing like they are right now uh, should be a great series coming up. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned carrot. I think just the way that this team played for the first half of the year is enough of, you know, incentive to keep True. going. And also, I mean, they, they've really had, you know, when Zach Agnos was talking to us about entering conference play saying it's a fresh slate. I mean, it truly seems like this team, you know, it's kind of took that to heart and said, all right, you know, let's let's take over here. And what are they, seven and two so far? So. I mean, they're, they're definitely playing great. And, yeah, maybe this is an incentive to say, you know, let's expand our lead more. We have certainly seen it before. East Carolina get into conference play and just turn into a machine. And that has uh, been the case so far this year with their great start. Uh, Patrick, we are a week and a day away from the NFL draft. Uh, Bears do not have a first-round pick? Correct. Okay. They have a second-round pick? I think they have two. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, first pick coming 39th overall for Chicago. They also have the 48th selection. Maybe you could package those and move into late first round, but what do uh, the Chicago Bears want to do in this year's draft? I think, so that's an interesting you know thing if they want to move up, but right now I think they just need bodies, so maybe I kind of like just having two picks in the second round. I mean, they, they need some help on the offensive line. They need some serious receiver help. Um, they kind of so need a lot. No more Allen Robinson, right? Correct. Who who are their receivers right now? Oh, you got the um, is it Tulane? Is it uh, Darnell Mooney? Mooney, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's their number one, and I think they're. I mean, they want to figure out if he is a true number one um, or just kind of a, a guy. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's really slim picking. So they they need some help. And it's, I don't know. Is this like a waste year? Are they in rebuild mode and? If so, that kind of stinks that you're going to waste another year of Justin Fields, right? Right. So. Yeah, they're in a kind of a tough spot because you don't totally want to blow it up because if you look at all the successful teams, you do that when your good quarterback is on that rookie contract so you can spend money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it, it would stink to just, hey, you know, paying this guy nothing and we're also terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and just not much there around him right now. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, how about the... Let's see, who's taking a quarterback? Did the Lions go quarterback in this year's draft? Are you going to ride with Jared Goff? I think you got to take a quarterback. They Jared are second Goff. overall. Yeah, but I don't. that's the thing, too. Is there a quarterback, you know, projected high enough or worth a second overall pick? Well, and that's a good question. Uh, Tony Dunn, County Cat Chronicles, comes in on Friday. We talk Panthers and NFL, and he's to the point now where who cares – where are guys projected? If it's your guy, if you want them, just take them and and live with it. The Lions have had a terrible history of taking, uh, you know, guys like that. Joey Harrington comes to mind uh, at the quarterback position, but uh, they've taken taken a ton of bad receivers. Uh, Megatron worked out for him. Stafford eventually worked out at quarterback for him, but uh, I don't know if if they're the team because Jacksonville's not going to take one. Houston could take one at three, or they could see what they have in Davis Mills. Uh, the Jets aren't going to take one. The Giants are in an interesting spot because I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, but they might ride with him another year, which leaves the Panthers at six in a pretty good spot if they do want a quarterback. Uh, and the question is, are teams going to move up and jump up ahead of Carolina 
at six to take a quarterback so i feel like there are and maybe it's because i have not dove into the mocks as much as i usually have in years past but i feel like there are a lot of questions on this year's draft there's not a lot of firm answers on who's going where and when they're going right yeah well same thing you know i've heard too it's like no one's really you know sold on all these quarterbacks but of course you know it some are going to work out and some are not um and also i've seen like five different players as the top overall yeah there's like really no consensus in this draft of like yep this is the guy yeah gonna be interesting to see next thursday night what happens uh in the nfl draft all right uh anything else what else you following patrick you uh usfl golf uh, watch any of that stuff not really <laughs> i guess i followed a tiny bit of golf during the masters but um it's just weird too and like your most pristine or premier tournaments like so early on yeah you know and then it's like all right i mean you got some other majors and stuff but i don't know it's just it's just odd you know all right so you're all baseball pretty much at this, at this point. point and uh one last check at the white Sox before we let you go <laughs> see if it's gotten any better uh dodgers turn a double play and they are cruising right now over atlanta in the sixth inning, three nothing that score, and the Guardians lead the White Sox ten to one. No better. Those freaking Rockies, man! They take the lead over the Phillies four to three. They are playing some great baseball early on. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, I believe, getting the start today for the Padres. He is a Whiteville native, Chandler, uh, East Carolina commit, uh, but went right to the bigs. And Gore has allowed one hit in two innings and struck out three as san diego and cincinnati are scoreless so we'll keep you up to date on mckenzie gore's second start pitched good against the braves last week uh but ended up losing that game we'll see if we can get his first major league win today all right patrick thanks for hanging out man well uh what you got going on this weekend yeah just kind of watch some you know some baseball and uh really follow that two lane series because it, it'll it'll be important and you know pretty good you heading to raleigh uh next tuesday yep yeah i'll be there for nc state all right and uh we'll see you back at clark leclerc next weekend yeah sounds good patrick mason daily reflector hanging out here with us on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live we'll take a time out come back wrap up hour number two and get you set for hour three bryce williams joins us we'll talk some football pirate radio outdoors and more in hour three of today's show more to go on pirate radio live back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Guardians have added a run. They're up 11-1 to on the White Sox. It is Dodgers 3, Braves nothing in the sixth inning. The Colorado Rockies uh, have scored two it's been a lot of cj cron this year as he singles in charlie blackman cron on the year hitting 326 right now for colorado hit a big three-run homer last night when the rockies were trailing the phillies and uh colorado right now if they win will tie the mets for the most wins in all of baseball they're up four to three in the sixth inning couple scores there on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the book the book the book the book 
our Bud Light ECU report. We've talked a lot of Pirate Baseball this hour. Johnny says the Tulane TV guys last night indicated their Friday starter, Grant Siegel, probably won't play this weekend due to a minor arm strain. We'll definitely talk about that coming up Thursday with the voice of the Green Wave, Corey Glore. I uh, mentioned it with Scooter. going to be a lot of fun this weekend down in New Orleans, Chandler. Because how about the Pelicans getting a win last night? The Pels. Congrats and, to Todd Graffinini. In fact, Shirley, uh, let's talk a little NBA playoffs. Can you get me in the mood with the NBA playoffs song? No, stop. Get me in the mood. Basketball is a lot of fun, and it's even more fun when the pros are in the playoffs. Sometimes the guys do dunks, and sometimes they make really cool three shots. The games are really close a lot, and they're on all the time, like every night, so you can watch them. Basketball is like football, but they try to shoot the ball in a hoop instead of a touchdown. I like basketball. I really like basketball in the playoffs. Basketball is really cool. Let's talk about cool playoff basketball in the sports bar. This is not the sports bar. It used to be where I would run that song once a day during the NBA playoffs. In fact, Shirley, I've got... uh, The sports bar would be going off in about eight minutes now. That is true. Handing over the reins to Live at Five, Troy D. Um, see if you can find in the sports bar folder, Shirley, TNT, maybe NBA on TNT with words. Cause I did do a second version of this playoff song with the T. I don't think it's as good. This is a, this is a classic. This is my stairway to heaven. The other one's more of a, um, I don't know, ramble on or trying to think of another Led Zeppelin song communication breakdown. NBA on TNT? NBA on TNT with words. Does it say that? Uh, hold on. Sports bar folder. Check that out. Yeah. Sports bar. You got it? All right. Clip Brock. Let's hear that one real quick. All right. Hang on. I like basketball a lot. I like basketball a lot. I like basketball. I really like basketball. Three shot is probably my top three favorite sport. Nice, nice bounce, bounce pass. I like it even more in the playoffs. Heat. And even more than that in the conference finals. Spurs and Thunder and Pacers and Heat. Cool, cool coaching. I can't contain my excitement level. Mid-range, Mid-range jump, jump throw. Conference finals basketball. Heat. Heat. Sports bar basketball. Slam, Slam dunk, dunk shot. shot. Talking basketball. Good, Good substitution. substitution. That's all for the song music. All right, there you That's go. All for the song music. That is the remix, Chandler. Nice and, dunk uh, shot. <laughs> had a lot of great terms in there uh, for people that don't understand the game to help them learn the game that Dr. James Naismith once invented all those years ago. With a ball and a basket. Have you ever seen that video of uh, James Naismith dunking like he did like a dunk contest? No. <laughs> it doesn't exist but i didn't the, think so the thought of it is kind of cool right like uh, this old man mama out there that goes that man <laughs> Jesus, it's uh, over ladies and gentlemen he invented it is the, over the Vince it Carter. is over ladies and gentlemen it's over <laughs> old chap you <laughs> old chap you just got ducked on no cap i delivered the facial on you and things are getting litty in the city You've put just been on, posterized. Put that on a poster. <laughs> Last night, we saw 
an eight seed beat a one seed and that was the pelicans knocking off the suns 125 to 114 what's up with book what's up with chan uh with book chandler he's likely out the next two games according to sauces oh, on espn.com you know because and playoffs, guess what those games are in new orleans oh boy oh geez mm-hmm. oh geez mm-hmm. but look we're always looking for a kind of like a a donovan mitchell mm-hmm. and a uh, jamal murray that we saw a few years ago those guys that a lot of these young guys that just blow it up in the playoffs and devin booker's still a guy that's very young and can you know at, at any point he could put up a 50 burger and so i feel like uh for the suns to have any sort of success which they have a lot of talent on that team they're going to have to have devin booker on the floor and to have him out for potentially the next two games mm. and those two games that you just uh uh, inform me are going to be in New Orleans, so that is tough, and uh, they're not, they're going to need to get Booker back very soon. We saw another number one seed not get beat last night, and that would be the Miami Heat, who knocked off the Hawks one fifteen to one hundred five. They have a two nothing series lead as that one moves to Atlanta, and the Grizzlies bounce back as we uh, thought they would one twenty four to ninety six over the Timberwolves. So that series now tied at one game apiece. John Morant a rebound shy of a triple double had twenty three nine and ten last night, and and back to the Pelicans real quick. Talk about young stars trying to make a name for themselves in the postseason. Oh, Brandon Ingram, 37, 11 rebounds, nine assists last night. K-Town, stand up. That's a big one uh, for Brandon Ingram, the Kinston native. Jimmy Butler at 45 in the heat. Uh, their, their win. So, seeing some huge individual performances in these games. It's good that Jimmy Butler is actually getting along with everybody right now. He uh, basically said his coach won't bleep in the middle of a game earlier this year (laughs) and i guess that worked out for him uh because he uh went off last night ned celtics tonight all the headlines and look this ended on a last second shot in game one uh jason tatum scoring and boston getting the win over the nets um all the headlines were about Kyrie Irving and him giving the bird to the angry Celtics fans, so there will be a lot more of that coming up tonight. There was a F Kyrie chant going on at Fenway Park, so this has stretched out to other sports in the Boston area. Uh, Nets Celtics tonight, 7 o'clock, game two of that series. This is reminding me of last year, Clip Rock, with Trey Young. You know, you remember how much the New York people oh, yeah. hated him last year? It's kind of like the it's a similar situation with Kyrie and the Boston uh, Boston faithful, but now he was once a Celtic, so that kind of ties into that too. But uh, not helping that he's flipping the bird to the to the fans and mocking them on the courts. So. I'm not a Kyrie fan, but I do, and he's not an underdog, but he is a villain. I I think I might root for the villain here. And root for Durant and Kyrie. I don't know. It feels dirty rooting for those Very guys. Very dirty. Yeah. I feel dirty just by you saying it. Well, go take a shower, use some deodorant, and rejoin me and see how you feel. I don't know. I can't believe a fat and stinky dude just told me to take a shower. You want to be like me, son? No, I don't. I'm I'm putting off this stink 
so you know how not to act in that flannel shirt uh lessons eight o'clock tonight 76ers at raptors clip brock's nba playoff pick of the night raptors money line i like the raptors to win game three tonight and make that a two to one series and the bulls play the bucks coming up on t at 9 30 on tnt that's coming up tonight in milwaukee bucks lead that series one nothing and this has been your nba playoff report which i'm still not into on the what the hornets have still soured me so much that i really can't get into this and last night uh instead of watching the playoffs while i was following ecu baseball i finished watching the batman the batman yeah see if bryce williams is in the superhero movies i'm gonna say he's not but we will ask him. well i don't know i watched superman when i was a little <laughs> boy but that's about it <laughs> jay tried to get me to watch the batman movie i said jay that's three and a half hours long you know how much i gotta go i I, I go out there and fish for three and a half hours yeah it was a long movie my god uh but it was good it was not my favorite batman movie i've ever seen but it was up there all right we'll take a break come back where was those scores and scheduled uh nba games on what was that on who is it brought to you by yeah well it was on uh, some scoreboard yeah it is brought to you by something well see chandler there's a place down uh bell's fork area uh-huh that you go uh if you like great music live music djs yeah maybe a little karaoke live music tonight by the way um, 10 and its full title is the buccaneer music hall but but, but it's brought to you by I like to shorten that up because I like to give nicknames. I like to call it Da Buck. And then I like to repeat you right after you say that and say Da Buck. Okay. Thank you to the Buccaneer Music Hall for sponsoring our scoreboard. The Dodgers add another one on an RBI triple. It is now four to nothing LA over Atlanta as they play in the sixth inning. Let's take a uh, timeout. Come back. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live on the way. Uh, Shirley, I want to replay the um, audio of the guy in the USFL that got cut because he didn't want to eat chicken salad. I want to uh, relive that story with Bryce Williams. And uh, talk more football, Pirate Radio Outdoors, and make you a winner. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information now let's head back into pirate radio live here's clip brock Alrighty, back with you here hour three of pirate radio live stay tuned we'll make you a winner open up the booty bag coming up later on in this hour 
Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and joining me to my left, Bryce Williams, Slim 80, former East Carolina tight end, joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing fantastic. Good. What's uh what's new in your world? Not a whole lot. Um hunting, getting ready for a wedding, and uh Your wedding. My wedding. When is your wedding? May seventh. My goodness. Yeah. We're talking like yeah that down thing. to the wire my goodness so uh where is your wedding gonna be uh emerald isle okay mm-hmm. and this is not an invite only wedding anybody can show up right anybody <laughs> <laughs> one of those rare hey if you're in town just come on come over. on <laughs> so where are you going on your honeymoon where, uh do we know that yet? we're going in august we're going to st lucia oh All so you're right. not going till august yeah the wednesday after you get married can you and anna come in here with the get up that y'all had and we'll uh, get you married on Pirate Radio. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like in their full wedding attire? Her and her dress, him and his uh, tuxedo. That, ah, I can't promise that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good man. Don't oh, yeah. make promises you can't keep. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't happening. But good on you for asking. I could maybe you. mention to get her in here, but I don't know if it's going to be in her dress. Yeah. In the, uh, How much input did you have on the, I, I mean, I'd... I'll be honest. I don't love a wedding. I love a reception. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, what, what's the reception plan for this thing? Beer. Mm, yeah, just uh, we got a band. Good food. Anything? We have a band. Um, we're gonna have obviously beer, wine, liquor, all that stuff. Um, oh boy, it's on the menu. Yeah. Mm. I think it's some. Uh, I so don't that know. is not your decision. It I don't remember. Like. I remember trying it. We had a tasting, and I remember trying it. It was good. It's some. Oh, so you did this like a while like back. Some chicken, some type of fa- some type of chicken, all right, and some type of red meat. I think, or yeah, something what, like that. What notable former pirates are going to be at this wedding? Hmm. Um, Shane, CJ, uh, JT, Stewart, Jake. I wish Grove could come, but he's just had a kid in, in February. So, obviously, that's the issue there. Who else is coming? Uh, pretty much everybody I play with, in, that, that was kind of in my that's cool. circle, Frank yeah. circle. Yeah, Good deal. Yeah. All right, so uh, wedding bells coming up, believe it or not, in about two and a half weeks for Bryce Williams. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I don't know. Does it feel like <laughs> you feel you feel any different right now? Mm-hmm uh not different but when i think about how close it is it is kind of like whoa yeah like it's like two weeks away i remember like last february it was not this past but you know 2021 you know it was proposal and all that oh we got a year cool let's enjoy it and then it's like whoa i mean it's like <laughs> kind of smacking me in the face but uh and it seems like there's so much build up to it and so much you got to do and it's oh, like yeah. it's frantic you can't really enjoy it. like and the best part is when you say I do and you you do, you get the kiss and then you walk down and then yeah. it's like then it's time for fun. Mm-hmm. All the all the, you know, I don't know, the headaches are over. Oh yeah. Point. Well, the only thing I've ever had a headache over during this whole process is nothing because I picked groomsmen, I picked out what flavor groom's cake I want and um yeah. Bryce, That's what are your it. what are your wedding colors? Uh, um, the groomsmen will be well. I'll be wearing black and white. Um, the groomsmen will be wearing this like champagneish okay. color, um, bow tie, and we'll have the cummerbund, cummerbund, however you say it. Uh-huh. But I think it's like sh- uh, champagneish. Okay. I think. All right. It's, I like it. But yeah. 
there is uh bryce's wedding if you have questions on bryce's wedding you yes. can uh, chime into facebook live or twitter yeah and we'll uh, we'll have the answers for you q a um we need uh like glenn we need pirate radio to document this and yeah send it to hgt or not the hgtv <laughs> uh sorry what chandler uh who puts on this stuff e bravo maybe bravo bravo e i can't hear you we don't we're not good at reading lips there. Be like tlc TLC. used to have like a baby story and a wedding story back in the day oh yeah i don't know i was no nah. i i was gonna say mtv but that's, <laughs> definitely not. that's more for like shotgun weddings yeah there. this one's been planned out for a long time all right sorry i, I know this isn't your purview hey what do you think about uh chandler's flannel it's been I a like, lot of talk oh about yeah it. i meant to ask you about uh i'll give you the full look uh during the break but uh yeah I, th- I thought that you might would appreciate my look the flannel's nice um yeah i would say it's is is it seasonal it, it is uh it's i would maybe See, think, you're going the troy d route <laughs> troy, troy d my, said in the comment <laughs> bryce is like what month a, is it that it's a winter thing uh fall winter fall. but I mean, it's a little cool today I mean, it's it's warmed up, but it was it was cold this morning. You're not getting the answer from Bryce you wanted. No, nah. I, no, I do like the flannel. I do. You're I would, just very confused I on wear, the, wearing it during the spring. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a spring flannel. It's a spring flannel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bryce. I, I appreciate it. I man. do like the flannel though. All right, thank the you. The choice man. of year maybe it could go yeah. but other than that but you know what chandler I is like he's not a follower he is a trend setter. exactly what if he's what if things are flip-flop now yeah what if i break out a bathing suit in december exactly then you're starting a trend you're exactly. a trend yep. setter. that's uh-huh. what i want to do uh mike p says after saying i do isn't when the fun begins after taking photos is where the fun begins yeah maybe you're right mike yeah there's a lot of photos to be taken yeah. on wedding day yeah hopefully and we just keep it straight to the point well good luck with that i know i know <laughs> wishful thinking there might be more with us and our her and i with our dogs than the wedding party <laughs> uh, are they incorporated are, are the dogs uh, walking the ring down the aisle no they're not doing that they'll be there just really for pictures um i could probably get graded to sit still enough um and sunny probably during the, i bet they would sit still during uh the uh ceremony how long have you had those dogs, Bryce? Oh, you uh, all right in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, that, is there a coyote? <laughs> what was that? Someone's howling at the moon. Uh, oh, could y'all hear that? Yeah. I'm it so- made Bryce stop talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought uh, the mic was off. So it must have been loud enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, the dogs. dogs. Yeah. Um what'd you say how long have you had them? oh uh we have had great grady's three sunny is like two and a half so uh yeah we've it's part of the family they, at yeah, this they point. really are yeah uh, redbeard says don't do it bryce that's too late he's uh, in i'm in i'm in too deep yeah might as well deposits have been made <laughs> rings have been bought <laughs> how long uh i'm sorry to get so into your personal yeah, life good. today you're good. uh how long have you been with anna long time right june will be seven yeah june June will be seven years yeah Yeah. we started dating um the pretty much june of going into my senior season and she wasn't even enrolled at east she was a she was um accepted in east but she hadn't started her freshman year yet 
so that is a so, long uh long relationship yeah. that's great bryce yeah we're happy you. for you man thank you all right uh tell you what let's uh surely want to talk to bryce about this he was in and has bad memories from <laughs> the, the aaf will one of these spring leagues survive mm. much like flannel shirts football is meant to be played in the fall and winter <laughs> but every now and then you get a flannel league that pops up in the spring <laughs> and this time it's the usfl <laughs> Um, oh, that's good. And week one was just had. There was some controversy. How do you say it? Controversy. Controversy. There was some I like controversy. There was some controversy uh, regarding the Pittsburgh Maulers and their player running back Davion Smith. We played this earlier in the week, but wanted to hit it again. So this is from a show called United by Football. They're trying to do their own version of Hard Knocks. Mm. And I think this ran before the kickoff of the first game on Saturday night. And I swear this feels to me like they are just trying to create some drama to get people talking. And if that's the case, it's worked. Because we've talked about this pretty much every day this week on the show. And we're about to talk about it with Bryce. Apparently, Smith... He knew the rules, according to his coach, Kirby Wilson, and violated those disrespect rules because he didn't want to eat chicken salad. He wanted some pizza. And here's the video from United by Football from the USFL. Well, he crossed the line. So we had to deal with it. This is very difficult for me as a head coach. my first time. But we have a business. Okay, this is a business, and you're a businessman. We all are. Is that the nature of the beast right now? But uh, when I first talked to you guys on March 22nd, I had a handbook. I covered some items that were very important to me. Line 46 addresses that. Any disrespect of football or members, staff, USFL, hotel, etc., would not be tolerated. And it's been brought to my attention that has occurred with you. So unfortunately, unfortunately, hear me out, unfortunately, the cost of doing business, I'm going to have to let you go. Okay? I didn't think I did anything or said anything disrespectful. I, I can tell you what happened exactly. It's not important right now. Right. It's not important. I don't it's, know. It's already happened. Right. It's already happened. I didn't say anything disrespectful. He said, is that going to be a problem? I said, yes. That's it. And I walked away. I mean, I didn't think that was disrespectful. Me saying yes, I don't eat chicken salad. And I was like, is there another option? Walked in with pizza. And I was like, can I get a slice of pizza? He said, no. I was like, he said, is that going to be a problem? I said, yes. That's all I said. I didn't say no cuss word, nothing. That's all I said. I promise you, no disrespectful on my dad's life. I promise you, I didn't say nothing disrespectful besides yes. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. But the matter is, it's done. It's done. I appreciate you sharing that. But good luck. Someone's feelings hurt feelings or a distant second to the greater good of the team. And we've moved on and turned that page, and I'm happy we did it. All right, Bryce, there you go. Now, you, you watched this video before we went on the air, and yeah. you're kind of scratching your head huh. like, uh, so what What did he do? What happened? Why, how's this worth getting cut? So now there's been this huge back and forth. The, the Pittsburgh Maulers put out on Twitter that there was a lot of context missing from the hundreds of hours of film uh, with this show, United by Football. Uh, it says Smith has violated three team rules in a 24-hour span. In this particular incident, he was disrespectful to a cafeteria worker, uh, which was not captured on camera. So he has been released. Uh, it says Smith has subsequently reached out directly to Coach Wilson to apologize. 
Um, now Smith directly responds to this tweet and says, what rules did I break? Now you're lying on my name. Say less. Oh, say less. Mm-hmm. Um, what in the world is this, Brian? Is this just to get us talking? Is this really something that the coach believed that he has the uh, the right to release this guy because of a chicken salad pizza incident? I don't know. Well, one, I never would have thought of having chicken salad as a team meal. So yeah, why is that the option? That's yeah, a great point. Like one, that's odd in itself. Um, from my experience, they'll come up with anything, pull it out of their hind end. To if they want to release you. If they want to release you. Huh. I mean, that's that's what I got when I got released from Seattle. But um, that's a different story. Um, that's very odd to me. You know, if all he said was yes, you know, I don't see why he would – did they, did they hold up? Did they say they had a pizza? They had pizza. <laughs> I think they said they had pizza, didn't they? There was this pizza, but he was for whatever reason not allowed to have said pizza. That's he, what's weird. Why are they going to have it out for the viewer, for the viewing, to not even be able to eat it? So that part's messed up anyway. So point. why are you going to have it out and not be able to serve it to a player? Most of the time, people in the cafeteria staff, from my um, experience, has been very you know uh more than willing to say hey what would you like what do you need now this is all this this i might have should have mentioned this too bright i didn't realize this till this weekend they're playing every game in birmingham every game is in either the old legion field stadium in birmingham or the new uab stadium so all the teams from what i gather we talked to nolan knight who covered the opener the other night said every team is staying in the same hotel that's odd. It, the whole thing is kind of weird, and they are just trying to, I think, piece together this first season and see how it goes. So I guess oh, they're at a team at a. They're all at one league hotel basically, and they don't have a lot of food options. It sounds like I don't know. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I think it's a bunch. I think it's a crock. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he said. You know, obviously tone says a lot of stuff. Of, you know, how he said yes. But I'm thinking, why would a cafeteria you know, remember if there's pizza they they see not be able to like not say no, nah, you can't have it. Yeah, like that just made, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it really is. Like I said, they'll come up with anything, any excuse to just get rid of somebody. I guess without telling them the truth. Hey, you're not good enough. Hey, we got something. Yeah, better. could have been a or case. Whatever of that. it is. So I think it's foolish. And unfortunately. Um, yeah, they had some cool like drone angle stuff going during plays and stuff, but yeah. um, I guess they're not banking on people attending these games. I, I was thinking that. See what? Why does that? Now oh, this man, is the the home game. This is home the game. opener for Birmingham, and there's a good so, crowd. That's a decent crowd. But yeah, and then everybody else, I, I was, it was on TV, and I'm like, I bet there's not 500 people in that stadium. Like Houston is playing yeah. Michigan in Alabama. Hey, if you're yeah. a Houston or a yeah. Michigan native. Why would you even root for this team when they're never even in front of you? You know what I'm saying? They're all they you never even get to see the team because they're in Birmingham I mean, all year. It's, uh, so it's a weird deal. It, it definitely is weird. I mean, obviously when it's kind of game but like spring even like spring spring scrimmages or fall scrimmages, you know, when there's no one in the stadium, it still is an exciting atmosphere. You know, like it's just you're in you know, game mode and you're playing it's still exciting cuz you know, you're the guys are behind you when you make big plays and things like that. But say like when you start doing games, you know, this 
professional league and you have 500 people in the stadium, it's like, yeah. oh, and here come the mall, whatever the Pittsburgh people <laughs> the are. Ballers. And then, like, there's no noise. Yeah, do they do intros and stuff? I know. Probably not. I think it'd be worse to do. I'd rather not have an intro. You know, so I don't know. It's will it last? Um, I, I would say Rocky start. We'll see. Yeah, uh, how it goes. I wish I could have found I, the, the video from. They had to move a game to Monday night, I guess, due to weather, and they had the kickoff. I swear you could hear the echo of the opening kickoff with like nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. It was such a. It was a weird, weird deal. <laughs> it is. It's. It it's was ghost town. Oh yeah, like it was a total. You know, going from the NFL and then went up to the AAF. I mean. You know, you're expecting that, you know, you're visualizing this one thing, and then you get put in this setting, and you're like, what the heck? Like, you know, I mean, we had like, it was a common ending for, I guess, for a league to be, you know, pulled out of thin air. You know, I think we were supposed to have the best uh, setup as far as lodging. We stayed at um, some uh, college in uh, in Arizona. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it, but we like had our own space and everything. So that was nice. Our practice facility um, during training camp was in obviously San Antonio, but we got to practice at um, the Cardinals outside facility, you know, the field and stuff. But as far as like the um, like treatments and like things outside of the practice, it was, you're like, okay. I'm here just to play football. <laughs> you know, literally, I'm just <laughs> and here to play football and, you know, get paid here and there. And, you know, it was just, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, these things just don't work. And we're starting to see a lot oh, of yeah. reasons why uh, mm-hmm. that they haven't worked. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams, see what he has been up to. And uh, more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you on a Wednesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Houghton, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And Cliff, as we head back into the show, I have an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, East Carolina softball is in action in Raleigh, taking on the Wolfpack. Uh, State leads uh, East Carolina 2-0 in the top of the second inning. Thank you for that update. Not a lot of winking going on lately. My eyes are dry. Yeah. Need some wins. It's them allergies. What is the McKenzie Gore update? Ah, good question, Chandler. I'm so glad you asked. McKenzie Gore. Uh, Whiteville native, committed to East Carolina, was drafted uh, top 10. Was he third? Third overall. Third overall by the Padres. Uh, making his second big league start, and the numbers are pretty good. He has allowed three hits in four and a third innings, no runs, seven strikeouts wow. for Mackenzie Gore and his wow. Padres 
lead the Reds two to nothing. He is in line for the win if this continues. Whiteville, North Carolina, stand up, baby, stand up, stand on up, stand up. Whiteville Wolfpack. That it? Yeah, that's it. All right, <laughs> Mackenzie Gore. That's good stuff. Trying to get his first major league win. All right, Bryce. Uh, let's go, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Uh, last Thursday, we talked to Brandon Manning who said that his son uh, was on Easter break, and they went out early morning Thursday uh, looking at some turkeys. And uh, I don't think he shot anything. Oh, he did say... Damn, now I wish I had it in front of He did say you could shoot a hen. He, he heard what you said on Wednesday and said, Bryce isn't exactly right on that. And now I can't remember how to correct you, so it means absolutely nothing to even bring this up. <laughs> Dang, my fault. Uh, Something about a hen, and you can't shoot it uh, in a certain season. No, that's what Bryce said. Brandon said you could, and they went away with that. If they're a bearded hen? Yeah. Yeah, bearded. You can shoot a bearded hen. Okay, so you knew that. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what? I'm sorry I brought this up. Yeah, they can be a bearded hen. Tell us what you've been up to. I've I've been in the woods trying to dang kill something. Uh, Those turkeys, I tell you, that will... I'll get a man real high. I'll get him real low. Because mm-hmm. in the first thing in the morning, I mean, they're fired up and they are gobbling. I mean, it's like, okay, we're in the right area. But you have no idea where that summer gun's going to fly down from, too. Because <clears throat> if there's other hens in the area, well, then you, I mean, you just can't compete with nature. You know, you got to. <laughs> I guess uh, the comparison could be is. Uh, you got a blow-up doll and you got a real woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you. But that's the comparison I can come up with. I mean, when you're, you're going to probably take the real woman. Well, yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, that's what you're competing with. I think this time of year I've been reading that, um, you know, you got, as the hen star actually laying and, you know, being in their nest more, that... Um, Maybe the you know the toms are, are more susceptible to being lonely and vulnerable and all right I need to look for another mate, um, so I'm hoping that's going to be the case because I mean ever I've been skunked as far as like hearing birds seeing birds it's just a matter of trying to get them coming my way I mean I've tried what we call like the fly down cackle which is kind of like oh a hen just flew down from this tree over here let me go check it out I've tried that didn't seem to work I don't know if I'm doing it right who knows. Um, it's just a very, it's very actually a very frustrating uh, hmm. animal to go after, at least in my neck of the woods. I mean, most of the time, if you can come across, I, some people got it easier than others. I think as far as their land setup, you know, I'm sitting there hunting a river bottom and just trying. There's creeks in the way of where I'm trying to get, and yada yada yada. Um, I feel like if you got an open field and you got hardwoods that border that and you own it. You just glass out in the field or kind of stay in the woods, and, and most of the time they're going to come out in the dang field if it's close by. Well, I don't have any of the field, so I'm trying to be stealthy in the woods. And <clears> being with, trying to be stealthy in the woods with a turkey is very hard because um, they have really great eyesight um, and obviously hearing and stuff. So, I mean, I'm going to keep chugging along. Once my boat gets all finished, who knows? You know, I'm. I mean, I got to May seventh. Obviously, the last day of the season. Well, May seventh, I'm. Wow. You know, got a wedding. It's a big so day for you. I pretty much have not this weekend. Cause I'm going out of town this weekend. Um, the next weekend and next week, and 
So, I mean, I'm going to try and do my best. But So, what have you said, Anna? Look, I have struck out all season. I know it's wedding day, and I'm going to be there. I promise. I'll be there. But early morning, I got to go out one morning, more time. Morning, I got to go the last day. Uh, yeah. You know, how special would that be? You know, for me, I go <laughs> turkey on my wedding day. This is your special day, but it's also my exactly. special turkey day. Exactly. So. And you could remember your anniversary that way, too. There, oh, I got on the last day. Yeah. May 7th. I may run that bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't may know, have man. a chance, Anna, if you're listening. I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, that. I'd probably. How about this? Get one before then. Want to worry? I'm gonna try. All I'm right. gonna do my best. Redbeard said we'll today's see. show took an X-rated turn. Well, it was just a good explanation by Bryce. Yeah, hey. I mean, it just it made me kind of sad because now not only are you trying to shoot this bird, you're kind of shooting a down on its luck bird that can't find a girl. <laughs> he's out there by himself you know we're putting him out as been misery yeah maybe so like i can't find that 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 hen i'm looking for just gobble gobble oh wait. he sticks his neck out i think i hear her <laughs> why me you know it's, yeah put him out of his misery uh yeah. hannah manning wife of brandon said a bearded hen i'm kind of remembering last week my conversation with brandon we were talking about the uh you know the bearded lady at the circus <laughs> if you see a bearded hen out there in the wooded circus you can shoot you're like wait a second you're rare dude look like a lady yeah uh so anyway so there's the uh the hunting exploits how about any uh fishing being done lately um you? no fishing on on my end so far but i mean it's definitely you know the bonita are running offshore you know off the beach and stuff you know inshore i guess you could say um so I'd like to get out there and do that maybe one time next week. You know, Jay's all itching to catch the bonita, and I am too. So, um, things are popping off. Springtime's coming. You know, got turkeys. That'll soon be over. But then fishing still on full force. So, um, especially when I get my boat back, it'll be – I'll be ready to go. I saw a guy in a kayak with a – I guess it was a marlin. Mm, oh yeah i might have seen that you see that video and he like had it in his hand yeah and i had the question the title was what would you do in this scenario <laughs> i don't know because he I, I would assume he definitely and you know um right, well, my answer would be let it go because there's nowhere to put it or nothing right, he was probably waiting for a cool picture or something yeah yeah he definitely did i don't think he kept it unless he was in some tournament but uh, yeah, he was—he had to be going after the marlin, I would think. But that's unreal. I mean, that was a you know pretty good-sized marlin, especially to be in a kayak. So, yeah. you ever touch one of those things? I've never touched one. I've huh. seen them, but I've never touched one. Yeah, I bet they could give you some hail if they wanted to. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Bryce Williams joining us. Uh, all right, Bryce, something to think about during the break. This has been the question of the week. I was ready to retire it, but I want to bring it up one more time for Bryce Williams. Uh-oh. So we'll go with your uh, we'll go with your ECU teammates. You got to have three different answers. Question one: What ECU teammate would you have fist fight your enemy? So you're you're in a fight, but you don't want to damage your face because you got a wedding coming up. So you could choose one of your teammates to fight for you. Okay. Who would you take to fist fight your enemy? Question two. Uh, you don't do you have a sister? No. You don't have a sister, you don't have a daughter. Pretend you do. What teammate would you have would you trust enough to marry an important woman in your life? Who would you trust 
with a, a sister, a uh, a daughter type figure in your life. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, what uh, former teammate would you like to live with for a year? Okay. So who would be fun, but also that's hard. Have cleanliness. That's gonna be the hardest. Cle- cleanliness, cleanliness is probably gonna be what's gonna be the deal breaker. <laughs> okay. I know it takes you a while because you like to have thoughtful answers, so yeah. we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and you're going to have think, your answers. I think I've got the cleanliness one. Shirley, open up the booty bag for me here on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away today? Large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Get the door. It's Domino's. We'll give you one for free. Shirley, what color are we looking for? Eight. Caller eight. And do we have good news on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck? DeBuck? Because I'm doing some winking. Huh? I'm winking. Um, okay, so I'm 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 a little late because I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, we're trying to one. What inning are you in? Uh top of the second. Alright. I'm in the top of the second. Oh. 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 Wink, baby, wink. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I got ECU it. is taking the lead. I, I got it 5-2 to two in Studio A here. So you got some good softball to watch in there, apparently. Yeah. All right. So there you go. All right. 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you every day all three topping pieces are only $7.99 each for carry out only order online today at dominoes.com now let's head back in to PRL here is Cliff Rock let's say in my mind what do you do what guy are you going to be that's a good question Bryce as we come back on there my 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 mind we're yeah. watching some baseball gotta call gotta communicate Bryce's question is if you're both hollering mine then what happens you have an old collision out there. What are you going to no, do? Well, you have a mile. depends. It depends. Who who are the two players? What, what positions? Well, Shirley's right. So, in this oh, case, it is a foul ball catcher and third baseman are running after it. It's the third uh, baseman. It's third ball. baseman has to call it off. Yeah. So, the call catcher, it. well, if you've got both of them to answer your yelling, question, the catcher yeah. has to stop. Third uh, baseman takes okay. over at that yeah. point. If and he hollers mine, you're supposed to stop and let them take over. What you do is you just mm. say, no, mine. No, mine. No mine. No, it's mine. If it's a ball going into the outfield, <laughs> what do you do then? It's, Push a, him it's down, the outfielder. It's the ball. outfielder. He's if, running if, in. It, if an infielder is coming out yeah. into the outfield because of the way they're running, so you've got an outfielder running right. toward the ball, you've got an infielder running, kind of backing up. At that point, if an outfielder yells, "I got it," the infielder is supposed to peel off. Now, what about? Both outfielders, like the center and the right fielder. Center fielder has center fielder is has supposed to is have supposed to, yeah, supposed to have say. Wow, he yeah. uh, that he's the dominant force. To a, okay, and that's so to, that's some, a safety uh, issue. It's it's to avoid coll- you know colliding with other players. 
Now, I saw one yesterday in the Yankees-Tigers game where there was a pop-up. In the pitcher, Yeah, yeah pitcher-catcher come out, and for some reason, the ball lands right in between them. Mm. And usually and, the pitcher is like the last guy that's yeah, supposed the last to try to catch guy, a ball. Yeah. He, you're okay. not so, if you're a pitcher, you duck out. So there's yeah. some... Uh, there's a hierarchy there. there. Is. That's, yeah. that's a good question though, and uh and we got some answers for you. Because I was gonna like if I was if there was no hierarchy, are you gonna be the peeler offer or are you gonna be the go getter? <laughs> Which one are you gonna be? Well, if I I'm in the outfield it, it, usually when I play outfield, no matter which position I play, I have a hierarchy because if I yell mine You better get out of get out of my uh, way. <laughs> you better just because I'm like a freight train. It, you know, I'm running full speed, and I have no – my, my peripheral vision is, uh, you know, get out of my way. If I call it, get out of my way. Hey, now I know. Me Otherwise, I'll truck you. Or ever in uh, soft, pit, soft, soft pitch. No, soft pitch. Slow pitch. Slow pitch. Soft. <laughs> slow pitch. Soft, which I've done that before, and uh, it is very fun. And, you know, I've the first little bit, like – I played with my brother in his league, and I was trying to crush it, like swing super hard, and I was striking out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Well, finally, I said, nah, just swing easy. And sure enough, boom. Started making smoked hits. Smoked it. But. And, and never, ever, ever cut a outfielder off if they call the ball. If they call the ball, like, for example, if you're, let's say I'm playing left field, you're playing center field. If I call the ball and say, I got it, I got it, I got it, and you come across and you get in front of me and take the ball, there's catch be, the ball. There's going to be an ass whooping. There will be an ass whooping. Mm, wow. Mid-game ass whooping. I did that. That happened to me in church ball, and, well, let's just say I didn't act very church-like. Not very I, I let church-like. The, I let the dude absolutely have it because you don't do that. You let the demons that's an un, enter that's a, your soul. Yeah, that, that's an unwritten rule. <laughs> you don't Speaking do that. of uh, – Ass whoopings in the middle of a game. Did y'all see? I'll have to pull it up if you haven't. But there was a guy that hit a home run, and as he um, rounded third, we just watched. We just watched the oh, pitcher. Did you watch it? Yeah, the pitcher yeah. just rocked him. I have a textbook tackle. I well, mean, more of a kind of a launch. Yeah. That oh was my a God. that was a serious forearm shiver that he yeah. gave him. Mm. And Bryce and I were kind of surprised at the lack of a brawl that happened after it. Like the guy got up and went and ta- uh, went and touched home. <laughs> I guess he wanted to complete the home run. Yeah. All right, uh, all right. Couple things here. Sports trivia tonight, eight o'clock. AJ's. I got a tri- trivia question. Four for y'all. Okay. Uh, Oscar Shebway okay. of Kentucky won the Naismith Player of the Year award. He is returning to Kentucky next year. First Naismith Award winner to return the following season since 2008 when this player did it. Would you like a clue? Yes. Russell Westbrook. No. I would like a clue. He played for the team that Bryce had winning the championship this year in our bracket. Tyler Hansborough. Tyler Hansborough is correct. Mm -hmm. First time a Naismith Award winner has returned to his school since 2008 and Tyler Hansborough. Psycho I was like, Creighton? And then I forgot. He had Creighton in the game, but not winning <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. So that would have been like Doug McDermott. <laughs> I yeah, was just was like, what? All right, so just wanted to throw that out there. More of those types of questions coming up tonight. 8 o'clock at AJ's. We'll have a good old time. Good old I time. have an we'll on this had. day. Okay, what you got? On, on this, this day, day, I believe it was 19. 19- Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm not even going to say the year because I'm probably going to screw this up. But on this day, 
one Michael Jordan, after recovering from an ankle injury, dropped 63 points. On the Celtics. On mm. the Celtics. Uh, yeah. Mm. On this day. And that 1986. is... That is was the, that 86? Because uh, yep. I, I started to say 1986, but I wasn't quite sure 1986. the year. Yeah, okay. And now if you come to Trivia Night, you'll know the answer to question one, because that is it. Oh, crap. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's an easy one. It's one to... It's just, a, it's a warm, warm up toss. I like to give a little uh, slow pitch softball toss to get the game going, you know, uh, okay. get people feeling good well, about hopefully themselves. Right. We don't, hopefully fair. we don't do what Bryce said he used to do and swing hard and miss. Don't swing uh, too hard and say Larry Bird or... Uh, in fact, I think I said against the Boston Celtics, so everybody's going to get that one right tonight. All right, um, a throwback from Redbeard as we were ending the segment. Shirley was a little behind on our ESPN Plus feed. Uh, the Pirates took a lead over NC State. Uh, Redbeard says, the real question is, what game is Shirley watching? Hopefully it's today's game. <laughs> that stems back from that's, Shirley. That's a reference. Uh, you had a doubleheader, Bryce, one day. Uh, I guess Brian. Game one ended and we were watching game two shirley was keeping an eye on it for us and turns out the game one had just restarted so she was watching the same game over again. <laughs> and it was and how and many innings updates it was like <laughs> i was giving them we have updates. an update <laughs> we have we have a scoring update and I, but i kept you know they in between innings they would show the scoreboard and it kept saying bryant and i was like wait a minute they're supposed to be playing a different team uh, they just on the game to two, the and I thought the the well the scoreboard has in the past frozen. So I thought, okay, well maybe that's the problem. You know, it's frozen again. No big deal. So I kept giving updates, and but then I just happened to be looking on my Twitter, and they were giving a completely different score, and I was like, what in the world? So I went back and looked, and sure enough. I had somehow restarted Game One's feed. We were getting some ma- good updates. I was giving them great updates. Yeah. So uh, I want to say it was like three or four innings into the yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it the was game like was good, halfway over. Yeah, yeah. It was a good three or four <laughs> innings in before I realized I was watching the wrong feed. All right, Bryce. Let's get to your uh, your answers for the question of the week. What f- pirate teammate would you have fist fight your enemy? Uh, probably all right offhand. Probably Grove. Jeremy Grove. I think so. Uh, Long hair Grove? Or... Or does it matter? Mm, Because that long hair... I think long hair Grove was a bulldog. Yeah. We'll go... We'll go long hair Grove. Yeah. Speaking of bulldog, I'll probably go with Zeke Bigger. Well, if I had a guy that I needed to talk to my enemy, and (laughs) I would do that. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, I'm sure he could fight, too. I'm going Grove. All right, what teammate would you have marry a uh, significant female in your life? Who do you oh, trust? Oh, gosh. Mm, let's see. I mean, I trust them all. Uh, as far as who I'd want to mm. Are you sure you trust them all? And I guess a good tiebreaker, too, because uh, we thought about this last week. Like, who would be a cool brother-in-law to have? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, all of them would be great. Yeah. I'm trying to think just... Hmm. Who's going to treat her right? I'm going to say, hmm. Mm. I mean, I got, I mean, of course there's that. You know, I'm going to go um, my buddy Stu, Stuart. Stuart Henson? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just because he's, he's pretty mellow. All right. So he's pretty mellow, simple. Um, yeah, probably Stu. By the way, uh, was it... Jonathan chose Bryce to marry his the uh, female in his life. Jonathan uh, Ellerby. 
He trusts you. I think that was Man, a great pick. Thanks, LRB. That's a nice. That's a great compliment. That. I think that is. Uh, I think Chandler would be a good one too. I chose him. Yeah. Uh, all right, roommate Bryce. They all would be really. I mean, I, I've you know I live with Jake, live with Grove. Um, How about okay? Let's do somebody you have not lived. with. Oh yeah. Let's so this is what I'm out. getting at. So I've lived with them, right? Well, you said who you know to us and clean, clean cleanliness. Yeah. Uh, so that. When it comes to mind, there uh, would be Bo Huffman. Okay, Bo Huffman. Because Bo's a clean dude. Jake, Shane, um, Grove, when they lived at Glen Arthur, not very clean. Fun to be around, but you had to uh, had some some dishes pile up. Dishes, trash. Pile, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I'm going Bo. I remember Bo when he was at Stafford Place. Is that right? Stratford, Stratford Arms. Yeah, wherever that is, right for Charles. Yeah, um, he had a neat, you know, clean room and all that stuff. And so, I'm going both. All right, thank you uh, for your honesty and your yeah. answers. You are in. You just made a lot of your old teammates mad, though. Bro. I know. We'll get over it. <laughs> all right, let's take our final timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with Bryce on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, wrapping it up here on Pirate Radio Live. Bryce, thanks for hanging out, man. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank y'all for having me. Good luck with that turkey. I'm going to try. Maybe by next time we talk. Get some turkey tears going. Yeah, turkey. We'll just keep the turkey tears. There you go. All right, uh, Chandler, Shirley, we'll see you find people Thursday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Baltimore Orioles baseball coming up next right here on Pirate Radio. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.